This is MRN Classic Races, presented by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. And also brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Hey, this is Matt DiBenedetto, driver of the number 95 Procore Toyota Camry. Whether you're a GC, a specialty contractor, or an owner, Procore's construction management software is built to help your team stay on budget, on schedule, and in control. No matter what you're building, Procore can help you finish ahead of the competition. The NASCAR Winston Cup Series moves into a new market this weekend. We're just outside the city of Chicago at the sparkling new Chicagoland Speedway, a facility built to showcase NASCAR racing. And the drivers here are as excited as the fans. You get to try something different. Nobody, everybody's kind of in the same boat. Guys that have experience don't have experience over you when you come to these places. It's a nice racetrack. It's awful smooth and it's got a lot of grip. It's a beautiful racetrack. It looks like they went to a lot of details. It's a nice facility and it, it does break up a little bit of our routine anyway, you know, being able to come to a new place. You know, it's very exciting to, to be part of an inaugural event. I think that what we're going to see here this weekend is just how many huge race fans there are. Today, a packed house readies for the first race at their new Speed Palace. From the Chicagoland Speedway, the Tropicana 400 is next. MRN Radio presents NASCAR Today. Sponsored by Circuit City. We know how you feel. That's why we're here. Circuit City, we're with you. NASCAR Winston Cup Racing is in a brand new arena today, just outside the city of Chicago. Hi, everybody. I'm Joe Moore, along with Barney Hall, welcoming you to MRN Radio's coverage of the inaugural Winston Cup race here at the new Chicagoland Speedway. Today's race, just more evidence of the growth of NASCAR, once only with a presence in the southeast, now with races in major market areas like Los Angeles, Phoenix, Dallas, Detroit, and today just outside Chicago. Barney, it says a lot about where NASCAR Winston Cup Racing is going. Yeah. Yeah, they're, all the new tracks you're picking up are drawing thousands and millions of fans all over the country. Great turnout here this weekend. Had the same thing yesterday as the Bush cars ran here. Two things quickly became apparent to the drivers about this racetrack in the last couple of days. One is it is really fast. The other is they found out in the Bush race yesterday it's very tricky. It is not forgiving. Anytime you come to a new racetrack, there are new obstacles like finding the way in, finding the way out, where's the restrooms, where's the concession stands. The racetrack facility here is laid out is perfect. It has plenty of those fan amenities. But for the drivers, yeah, trying to find out what the fast groove is going to be, trying to find out how the racetrack will change throughout the course of the event. And yesterday's race was sort of a, a learning situation for everybody, watching to see how things change during the running of the Bush Series event. Yeah, just about everybody learned something, whether you were in the race yesterday or whether you were down in the garage area standing on top of one of the trucks kind of looking to see what was going on on the racetrack. There were nine drivers, Winston Cup drivers, in that event yesterday, they may have a little bit of an advantage here today. We've got a tight points race going on for the Winston Cup Championship. It is a very wide open battle among a half a dozen drivers. And good track position debate today will become an absolute must on this speedway if you're going to win, and that's going to demand perfect pit strategy all day. A lot of things are going to come into play here this afternoon. 
43 drivers in the lineup here this afternoon. Qualifying very interesting. Uh, Todd Bodine and Jimmy Spencer grabbed the front row for the race here today. A couple of teammates up there. Yeah, it's the first time that the same sponsor has been on the front row for the start of a race since I think back to 1984 when Neil Bonnet and Darrell Waltrip driving for Junior Johnson both had Budweiser cars on the front row. So history being made here today. Also history for Todd Bodine, his second career Bud Pole and the first career Bud Pole for Travis Carter as a team owner. Jim Phillips of Newport, Tennessee, is with Todd Bodine. 183.717 miles per hour, the Bud Pole winning speed at the brand-new Chicagoland Speedway for Todd Bodine. This track is similar to Las Vegas. You finished fifth there earlier. Can you back that up today? Well, I'd like to think so. Uh, you know, happy hour, we didn't have the fastest car. We had a very consistent car uh, this morning. We... We tried to, to make it a little faster and hopefully not hurt the consistency, but uh, we have a good car. Blue light special was was decent. Uh, you know, the, the key here is track position. Uh, it's such a one groove racetrack right now. Uh, uh, pit stops and, and strategy are going to be key, and uh, hopefully we can do all the right things and stay around the front and have a shot at it at the end. Do you think the 300 miles the Bush cars ran yesterday will help or help the track out? Well, it, it definitely put more rubber on it, and it did widen the groove up a little bit, but it's still a, a very narrow groove. It's still one groove. Uh, I think it's going to take a couple years and a couple races to get a couple grooves in it, but uh, uh, it is a, a fantastic racetrack. The facilities are great. Uh, the racetrack itself, uh, you give it a couple years, you're going to see two and three wide racing. Well, this is the man that's got the best spot in the first race. That's Todd Bodine. Jimmy Spencer, his teammate, turned in a great qualifying performance here Friday to get the number two starting position. It's his best qualifying run all year, and Jimmy has adapted to this new speedway as quick as any driver here. He got 300 miles of experience in yesterday's Bush race. Qualifying good is okay, but plain and simple, Jimmy Spencer and his Kmart team needs a win. Winston Kelly is with him. We're down here having a little bit of fun lining up for the inaugural picture, and then uh, Jimmy lost his spot here on the front row, but somebody that's starting second, we're gonna have to ease him back in there. Jimmy, you ran the race yesterday. What did you learn about this racetrack that you can apply today? Now, Jeremy, don't listen. This is a secret. No, it's no secret. It's it's uh, it got a lot of grip, and it, and it, and the tires are such a good tire they keep gripping the whole the whole run. And uh, I mean, I don't even think you need to put tires on at the end of the race to to be a factor, maybe for five or six laps. But uh, tracks real uh, the groove started to really come in. The track started to move up. We got a second lane almost worked in. Uh, it's going to be a great day today, without a question. Kmart cars running really good. Happy hour yesterday. We were really happy. I learned a lot yesterday. I did a, two or three little things today, nothing major. Hopefully we can be up there all day. So you were worried yesterday before the race about getting down in that lower groove. Not as much of a concern today? No, not really. Uh, you know, Winston, they really got the lane moved out some. We saw a lot of passing yesterday. Definitely turn two is going to be a trouble spot today, just like it was yesterday. Turn four is going to be a passing zone. We saw a lot of guys come down on the apron here. You know, there's going to be a lot of different theories. Like, uh, I concentrated really hard on getting my car good in three and four. And, you know, I didn't get it as good in two as I needed to. So hopefully we can get a little bit better today with some adjustments. With Jeremy Mayfield eavesdropping, it's an all Haas Carter Kmart front row here at Chicagoland. Ricky Rudd's been steadily getting better this season, finding himself now third of the championship points, and he starts third today. Adam Alexander of Owensboro, Kentucky is with Ricky. A qualifying speed of 183.156 miles per hour, a great lap on Friday afternoon. Ricky, can you put things together this afternoon for 400 miles? Well, I think uh, for our team it's a big question mark. We don't really know what to expect out of the racetrack. We watched the Bush race a little bit, so we got a little bit of an idea. But, you know, I think we're ready to go. This Texaco Havlin Taurus is uh, pretty racy. It was pretty racy yesterday in practice. and. You know, the trick is trying to keep clean air, uh, keep your car out front as much as you can. And that would normally 
uh, would be a challenge in itself, but now you throw in the situation, the Goodyear tire is so good at this racetrack. We saw two tires won the race yesterday. Uh, so tire strategy is going to be a big issue. Track position is a big issue. Just a big question mark right now. I know we'll run well, but can we be? You know, can we put ourselves in that position at the end of the race? That's what we're, that's what we're concerned about. Ricky, you've been in the top ten, eight out of the last nine races. You're third in points and growing closer to the championship lead. How much momentum does this race team have right now? Well, I think we're sitting in really good shape. Uh, we're tickled to death with the way things are going, and uh, the momentum's on our side right now. Ricky Rudd starts third this afternoon in the Texaco Haviland Ford. We'll hear from some more drivers shortly, but right now let's take a closer look at the NASCAR family with the Coca-Cola Racing family. Today, Jeff Burton explains the importance of being with his family off the track and his family with him on the road. The biggest reason that, that my family comes is for, for support and uh, so I can spend time with them. The, the fact that we're gone so much and we travel so much makes uh, spending every bit of time you can with your, your, with your kids and your wife real important. And, uh, they, they spend a lot of time of their life traveling around with me and the main reason they do that is so that, that we can see each other and spend time together. I think that just your family being there for you through different times uh, is real important. There's times when when you need help from your family and there's times when you can give help to your family and uh, that's, that's what it's supposed to be about. Here's to the American family from the Coca-Cola racing family. Coca-Cola, the official soft drink of NASCAR fans. M. R.N. Radio presents the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Today, the Tropicana 400. Sponsored by Wix Filters, the number one filter in NASCAR. By Gatorade Thirst Quencher, it's in NASCAR. Is it in you? By Goody's Headache Powder, the official pain reliever of NASCAR by the Wide Track Grand Prix. Wider is better. By the Brewmasters at Budweiser, who remind you that fresh beer tastes better. By 76 Gasoline, makers of the official fuel of NASCAR. Two-way communication by Racing Radio. For trackside rental and sales, visit the TrackScan vendor, an authorized affiliate of Racing Radios. By NBNA the issuer of the official NASCAR credit card. By Ford, the official truck of NASCAR is built Ford Tough. By Pfizer, where life is our life's work. By Bryant, call 1-888-999-BRYANT for the dealer nearest you. Bryant, whatever it takes. And by Coca-Cola, the official soft drink of NASCAR fans. MRN Radio welcomes you back to the brand new Chicagoland Speedway where the NASCAR Winston Cup Series is set to run its 18th race of the 2001 season, the Tropicana 400. Engines have been fired along the pit lane. The car is now beginning to roll to begin a couple of pace laps before we get this race underway. Barney, as we said before, perfect day for racing and an absolutely packed house here at Chicagoland Speedway. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be an empty seat in the place all afternoon. They've come to see what the NASCAR drivers do so well, and that's get down to business here very shortly in the Tropicana 400. Take a swing around the Speedway right now and bring in a couple of more voices you'll be hearing that will cover the action in turns one and two and three and four from nearby Altamont, Illinois, down in turns one and two 
is Kurt Becker. Barney, it's simply a magnificent afternoon for racing, and already this weekend we've learned a lot about this all-new Speedway. During the NASCAR Busch Series race yesterday, drivers found out very quickly on this end of the racetrack, if you slip up out of the racing groove, chances are you will slide all the way up to the top of the 18-degree banking and make contact with the outside wall. The preferred line around this end of the speedway is at the very bottom of turns one and two. The drivers will try to hug the white line that marks the inner boundary of the 55-foot-wide racing surface. Perhaps as the day goes on, a second groove may work in. And one of the best places to pass may be off of turn two. If you've got it hooked up down low and somebody swings wide, that could be a good spot to pick up a lot of positions. We'll have all of that action covered from atop a billboard just outside of turn two this afternoon. The back straightaway here at Chicagoland Speedway is not exactly straight, but it's the straightest thing here. So since we're used to calling it straightaway, that's what we'll do again today. And to cover the action for us here today as the cars reach the end of that back stretch and head up into turn number three, Dan Hubbard of Rancho Cucamonga, California. Thank you, Joe, and good afternoon, everybody. I'm perched high atop the Tropicana billboard just outside of turn three with a spectacular view of the mile-and-a-half Chicagoland Speedway. And to echo the sentiments of Kurt Becker at turns one and two, yesterday's bush race, we observed that turns three and four are very fast, and for the most part, the drivers kept it down on the bottom where there's plenty of grip. Some guys tested the middle groove and paid the price and either lost positions or a scrape with the wall. In today's cup race, we anticipate more of the same, although more experienced drivers will try to widen that bottom groove a bit in an attempt for side-by-side -side racing. I'll be here to cover the action as all these competitors take on the challenges of a new racetrack at turns three and four for the Chicagoland Speedway. Joe, I think the thing that's going to be very critical in the early going, especially on the first couple of laps, is the cars that are starting in the outside groove. Now, that's not the place to be. And that inside line, as we have said, it's almost a single file race going off into the corners. Everybody's going to be trying to duck down to the inside of the racetrack. And if there's not a little give and take, well, you know what's going to happen. Hopefully later in the running of the race today, that outside groove will work in somewhat. We saw it uh, begin to work a little bit late in the race yesterday. But, yeah, in the early stages of the race, you better believe you want to be down on the bottom lane, particularly going through the turns here. Today's broadcast of the Tropicana 400 is brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the Chicagoland Speedway to MRN Radio solely for the private, non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this event without the express written consent of MRN Radio is prohibited. Field has a take one. They'll take the green next time by and start the Tropicana 400 here this afternoon at the Chicagoland Speedway. Looking back on our 43 starters, going to be quite a bit of action going on toward the back of the field. Got some great teams back there that certainly would have liked to start it a little closer to the front. Michael Waltrip and Terry Labonte are all the way back in 39th and 40th spot. Jeremy Mayfield's back there in 38th. Matt Kinsis is in 37th. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. starts 36, and Dave Blaney and Johnny Benson and Jeff Burton's back in the pack. So we're going to see a lot of those cars trying to work their way out of that traffic, but they've got to take their time and be very careful about doing it. Yeah, patience is going to be a key factor here today. Dave Blaney would have started 35th. He had to go to the rear of the field because they went to a backup car. Another couple of machines with some early race problems. Bill Elliott pulled up out of the groove on that first pace lap to tighten his seat belts. And also the uh, Napa Chevrolet of Michael Waltrip stayed on pit road for a little while. They were working on the radio and a problem they had in communications on the Napa Chevrolet will follow up and hopefully they've got that problem settled. Couple of Fords on the front row, couple of Kmart Fords up front, Todd Bodine and Jimmy Spencer. You got Ford and Dodge on the second row, then a pair of Chevrolets on row number three, followed by another pair of Chevys 
in positions seven and eight. Field now works over into turn number three behind the safety car. The machine's working back and forth somewhat to heat up those tires and get them ready to go to get as much grip as they possibly can on this start. And again, the big question is going to be who can squeeze down to the inside lane as that race begins off into turn number one to try to get that favored groove on the inside of the racetrack. If you're on the outside, you may get dropped back just like you would in a draft at a super speedway. Safety car is off the racetrack. Here comes the field for the start of the Tropicana 400. Tropicana 400 about to get underway. First time ever for the Winston Cup cars on this brand new racing facility. Green flag is in the air and we are underway. The two Kmart cars at the front of the field, Todd Bodine and Jimmy Spencer get a good start. They'll pull away a couple of car links on that second row as they head down off into turn number one. Todd Bodine scoots out in front of the field. The battle is on for second. Jimmy Spencer tries to shut off the lead, but not before Ricky Rudd starts to advance as the field scoots off of turn two. Ricky Rudd got the good run off of turn two and down the back stretch. He'll take that second spot away from Jimmy Spencer. Now Spencer tries to battle Kevin Harvick. Nothing going there as Harvick takes over the first spot. They're single file off of turn four. Todd Bodine shows the way, but the man who started in 14th is already behind the wall. Andy Houston never came up to speed. The McDonald's Ford has gone behind the wall. We'll get the story there in a moment. The leaders go to turn one. Here comes Todd Bodine with the race lead, charging back into the corner. The first side-by-side -side battle will be for the fourth position. Here's Mike Skinner inside of Jimmy Spencer. Side-by-side -side and wheel-to-wheel -wheel all the way down the backstretch for the fourth spot. Jimmy Spencer up high, Mike Skinner down low. Spencer knows he's not going to get the job done there, so he backs out, takes over the fifth position, and concedes it to Mike Skinner. Big breakaway at the front of the field already as they swing down to the line. Todd Bodine is pulled away from Ricky Rudd by five car links. Kevin Harvick is about an equal distance back there in third place behind Rudd and an even bigger gap to the fourth-place car. It's about eight car links now back to Mike Skinner in fourth. Another gap of three to Jimmy Spencer. Sterling Marlin rides back in the sixth position and then comes Bill Elliott. Eighth would be Dale Jarrett. Right behind him in ninth is Jerry Nadeau. Then it's back to the 10th position of Robert Preston. They are single file from back on backs. First side-by-side uh, -side battle would have been Ron Hornaday against Brett Bodine. He beats him into turn three. Hornaday swept down to the inside of the track to pick up the 15th position. Closer to the front, here's Casey Atwood on the move. He drops underneath the Jason Leffler car, and Casey moves up to 11th. And the field comes back into turn number two. This time by, everyone's going to go single file. No one stepping out of line. Although Harvick now is starting to make it interesting from the third position, comes up on the rear bumper of Ricky Rudd, and in fact, those two cars have uh, closed the leader of Todd Bodine. They close within three car lengths of Todd Bodine off of turn four. That time as they went off turn number two, it was almost single file back among the top 27 positions. Everybody kind of taking it easy in the early going as they go back to turn number one. A three-car breakaway now at the front of the field. And now here's the first driver to step out of line in the top ten is Dale Jarrett. He drops down to the inside of Bill Elliott. Jerry Nadeau joins that battle. A three-way shuffle near the tail end of the top ten. They keep it three wide down the back stretch as Nadeau has an idea about beating Dale Jarrett to the inside of turn three. Cannot do it. However, Nadeau does beat Elliott, so Elliott loses two positions from turn two to turn three. DJ picks up the seventh spot. Nadeau in eighth. Bill Elliott falls back to the ninth position that battle settles down up front come some company for Todd Bodine in the form of Ricky Rudd a couple of Fords going one two at the front of the field Rudd is chasing Bodine onto the back stretch Rudd is able to close it up in the corners can he stay close down the back stretch he does right up on the bumper of Todd Bodine as they both dive into turn three Kevin Harvick is off the bow by about two and a half car lengths Todd Bodine leads them off of turn four Todd Bodine will put six laps on the scoreboard when he crosses the line this time Jimmy Spencer when they dropped the green went off into turn one and two. Ricky Rudd fell back just a little bit, had a shot to get down there, but 
Yeah, apparently, Jimmy Spencer's car simply would not stick at the bottom of the racetrack for Wecker, and thus he has fallen back in the field. Back at the front of the field now. Ricky Rudd goes to the inside and takes over the race lead. And now Kevin Harvick wants to take away the second spot, and he does very easily down to the inside of turn three. He'll take second away from Carbodine. Your new leader is Ricky Rudd. Ricky Rudd this time leads the pack off turn four back to the line. It's Harvick in second. Carbodine falls to third. Fourth is Mike Scanner. Fifth now Jimmy Spencer. Let's see what's going on with Andy Houston. Andy Houston behind the wall, not in the garage area. The crew is headed back to the garage to get some tools, maybe to work on the McDonald's for. Andy, what happened? Not quite sure yet. Uh, looks like something's wrong in the rear end house. And I, I started telling them on the radio coming to the line, uh, coming to take the green flag uh, as we were starting to, to come off of turn four there. Uh, started shaking really bad. And I said, something's wrong with this thing. I thought it had a flat tire or something. And, uh, you know, just went to put power down and uh, motor just three-wheeled uh, like, it, like it had no drive line. So uh, looks like something's broken the rear end gear. <laughs> I've never experienced something breaking on a pace lap before, but uh, you know, just uh, another nightmare for this uh, for this race team. And uh, you know, we'll just do what we can do. Andy Houston still sitting inside the McDonald's Ford. His helmet is on. The window net is up. The crew retrieving tools to work on his machine. He's had a tough time making races. He gets in the field this afternoon and already trouble less than five, less than 10 laps into the event. Kind of a hard pill to swallow to have something happen before you ever even get under green and get going here. Kevin LePage, Steve Park, Johnny Benson, Bobby Labonte, and Jeff Gordon have been back there in a pack of traffic about midway through the field. That would be from about 25th position on back. They've had a pretty good scramble going, and we'll pick that one up as it heads over to turn two. They work their way down to turn two and head down the back straightaway right now. Sorts out a little bit as Bobby Labonte kind of drops back out of that uh, five or six-way confrontation as they went over into turns one and two. They head now for three. Bobby Labonte comes into turn three, and he's got Steve Park right on his bumper. And it's interesting, Barney, everybody except for Kevin LePage and Bobby Hamilton, they are experimenting with that higher groove. Here's Tony Stewart making a move. He used the high groove but didn't get up there until he came off turn four, used it to make his move around Mark Martin and pick up another position. Up front, it is Ricky Rudd showing the way. Kevin Harvick again made the pass, along with Ricky getting by pole sitter Todd Bodine back on lap number seven. That's where they stay. Ricky Rudd down to the line. Harvick less than two car lengths behind him, and they're pulling away now from Todd Bodine, who's in the third position. Fourth is Mike Skinner. Fifth is Jimmy Spencer. Sixth is Sterling Marlin. Seventh is Jerry Nadeau. Eighth is Dale Jarrett. Ninth is Bill Elliott. And tenth now is the car of Robert Presley. The front end of the field heads to turn one, uh, turn three. Coming into turn three, it's Ricky Rudd showing the way. Kevin Harvick might be the faster car, but it's so difficult to pass here at Chicagoland. For the moment, Kevin Harvick just chases and shadows Ricky Rudd. They work their way out of turn number four, back down to the line, been watching what may shape up to be a pretty good scramble here shortly between Mike Skinner, Jimmy Spencer, and Sterling Marlin, and that will be for fourth place here very shortly. If your vehicle isn't stopping like it used to, visit O'Reilly Auto Parts for a set of Brake Best Select brake pads and two Brake Best Select rotors, and you'll receive a $25 O'Reilly gift card by mail. Enjoy quiet, safe, worry-free braking. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. Ricky Rudd leads the field off turn four, coming down for the drop of the green flag to get the Tropicana 400 back underway at lap number 30. It is Rudd, Kevin Harvick, Todd Bodine, Jerry Nadeau, and Sterling Marlin, the front five. Single file restart as we come to the line. Rudd not able to drive away from Kevin Harvick. Todd Bodine in third, though, steps to the outside, taking a shot there. He does that. Harvick moves up a half lane in front of him. Now Bodine dives low. Again, Harvick moves from right to left to shut off the inside lane. The leaders race off turn two. Coming off of turn two, down the back stretch, Ricky Rudd opens it up a little bit over Kevin Harvick, who's just in front of Todd Bodine. Jerry Nadeau, a very cold fourth. Sterling Marlin is in fifth. They are single file, first through ten. Nine cars kind of break away just a wee bit as they work their way back to the line and put 31 laps on the scoreboard. Ricky Rudd has held the lead. Kevin Harvick, as we said just before the caution came out, looked like he wanted to get around him, put a fender up there a time or two, couldn't do it. They go back to two. Here's Harvick again. He's going to take a look down low. Rudd leaves the door open this time. The battle for the lead side by side. Drag race is on down the back stretch. Looks like Harvick is going to win it as they come into turn three. He will bring Todd Bodine with him, who brings Jerry Nadeau with him. Ricky Rudd is up high, trying to slip back in the line, and he does so just in front of Sterling Marlin. So Kevin Harvick becomes the third different leader of the Tropicana 400, taking over at lap 31. Actually, 32 now, with Todd Bodine behind him in second. Jerry Nadeau, Ricky Rudd, and Sterling Marlin rest of the top five. And they're side by side for six. Here's Dale Jarrett taking over the position, bypassing Robert Presley. And now here comes Ron Hornaday. Ron Hornaday would love to take seventh spot away from Robert Presley, but for the moment, Presley has the slight advantage. Hornaday will not beat him into the turn. So Presley slams the door there. But your leader is still Kevin Harvick and pulling away. Out of turn four, back to the line. A moment ago, Ricky Rudd and Sterling Marlin touched a little bit when they came through turn four. Ricky had to get that car back down to the bottom of the racetrack. Otherwise, as long as he was in that high groove, everybody was going to go by. But he squeezes back in in fourth place over in turn two. And this time, no one's going to step out of line. Everyone goes single file. Fight is on for fifth now between Sterling Marlin and Dale Jarrett as Jarrett has made up a ton of ground in a hurry. Closes in on the rear bumper of the course right between. Marlin trying to defend the fifth spot from Dale Jarrett. See if Dale Jarrett can stick the nose of that Ford underneath Sterling Marlin's Dodge. Sterling's able to come up off the corner and block off the pass, so they'll fall back in line single file. We're talking about Jeff Gordon. He started back in 28th. He's up to the 17th position. How about Dale Earnhardt Jr., who started in the 36th spot? He's made some big moves as well. He's up to 21st. Now that race for a fifth heads to turn three. Coming to turn three, and it will go to Dale Jarrett. He just barely beats Sterling Marlin into the front as Marlin backs out of the throttle. Again, there's only one group here. Turns three and four, and nobody's going to chance that middle groove. See what passing we have seen is coming off turn number two over there. If you can get a little bit of a run and get underneath somebody over there, Kirk, you can make a move, but if you if you don't set them up coming off turn number two, you're going nowhere. Yeah, so far that's one of them in a hot spot for passing this afternoon. A couple of drivers who are struggling on this end of the racetrack. 
Ward Burton and Dave Blaney, the two teammates, both having problems staying down in the racing groove as they work their way off turn two. Somebody not struggling, but looking pretty strong is Ron Hornaday, as he has really closed the gap now from the seventh position. He closes in on the sixth spot of Robert Presley. Hornaday started 16th, now running in the eighth position, trying to grab the seventh spot from Robert Presley. Here they come across the line, headed back into the corner, a car length between Presley and Hornaday. And it's also tightening up for the second position. Here's Todd Bodine feeling a challenge from Jerry Nadeau. Nadeau took a brief look to the inside, tucked back into line. Now he steps out of line once again. He'll beat Todd Bodine to turn three. Give the second spot to Jerry Nadeau, who sits his sights on the leader, Kevin Harvick. He's got a long ways to go before he can get up there and run down Kevin Harvick as he works his way out of the corner, back down to the line. Just a moment ago, Dave Blaney almost got into the wall down in turns one and two. He fought that car for three or 400 feet, managed to keep it out of the wall, but now he's fallen all the way back toward the tail end of the field. Jimmy Spencer trying to get back toward the front. He just moved around Bobby Labonte, working his way through some of that traffic as they go over to turn two. Now here's Jimmy Spencer working down toward the bottom groove of the racetrack. He's got his sights set now on Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jimmy Spencer only about two and a half car lengths off the rear bumper of Dale Earnhardt Jr. as those duo comes into turn three. Right behind them is Bobby Labonte and Mark Martin. In fact, Martin is pressuring Labonte for that position. Jimmy Spencer started on the outside front row, went straight back at the drop of the green. Now after making the pit stop, obviously they've made the right adjustment because suddenly now he's coming back to the front, picking up a number of positions. Kevin Harvick, though, looking good. His lead 1.2 seconds over Jerry Nadeau, who's quickly closing in. Race now, Barney's going to be for the third spot as they come off turn four. Todd Bodine has third place. Ricky Rudd has has just pulled up within a car length of catching him. For the moment, I think Ricky's just content to ride there. The car that's running about as fast as anybody. Well, I said Ricky was content. He may make the pass in turn one. He comes charging back into the corner, dives down low, flashes by to the inside of Bodine. Now tries to hold the car down, and he will do so. Rudd takes over third. So now Todd Bodine slips back to the fourth position. He's going to have to defend that from Dale Jarrett, who's gaining ground in a hurry. Jarrett able to keep his four down low for turns three and four. Closes it within half a car length of Todd Bodine. Drop back further in the field for the 14th place battle. That is where Brett Bodine holds the spot coming off turn four, and Jeff Gordon is chasing him down. Gordon tries to make the move by Brett Bodine, also Tony Stewart in that battle. That threesome crosses the line now and heads to turn one. You've got a Ford, a Chevrolet, and a Pontiac involved from 14th position on back. Brett Bodine has the spot. Here's Jeff Gordon still trying to find a way to get around him. Well, that battle is single file. Dale Jarrett slips down to the inside of Todd Bodine. That would be the third spot. So you have teammates running third and fourth, Ricky Rudd and Dale Jarrett. I was about to say a moment ago when Ricky Rudd made that move that Dale Jarrett has probably one of the quickest cars on the speedway as he is working his way to the front as caution comes onto the speedway. And this will be a mandatory caution put out by NASCAR. Coming to this brand new racetrack, they want to give the teams time to get on the pit road, check the tire wear, everything else, and see how it's going in the early laps here. So this is a NASCAR mandated caution. It came out at lap 41. They were told at the driver's meeting this morning to expect this caution coming at about lap 40, 41 or so. So they knew this was coming. Kevin Harvick had a lead of one and a half seconds over Jerry Nadeau. As we told you, Nadeau was starting to close in somewhat. Ricky Rudd was riding along in the third spot. Dale Jarrett, fourth and fifth, Todd Bodine. It was Sterling Marlin in sixth, seventh Robert Presley, eighth Ron Hornaday, ninth Bill Elliott, and tenth Casey Atwood. Talked about a couple of guys who've made up a lot of ground. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., who started back in 36. He had moved up to 19th. Jeff Gordon, who had started back in the 28th position, had moved to 15th. And Jeff Green had made some big strides. He started back in the 29th position. And Green, driving Richard Childress Racing's AOL Chevrolet, had uh, just moved up to the 13th spot. So a couple of guys uh, starting way back in the back. 
being patient, but yet making moves when they saw the opportunity coming up through the field. Now here comes everybody dropping down off the banking of turn number four. I say everybody. Mark Martin doesn't come in. Also, the car of Robbie Gordon stays out. Uh, Johnny Benson stays on the racetrack. Matt Kenseth and Jeff Burton will stay out. But everybody else is making the stop at lap number 42. Let's go to Winston Kelly. Todd Bodine in. A little bit loose. They're going to make an air pressure adjustment and a chassis adjustment on the left side of the machine. Jimmy Spencer looks like it's going to be a chassis adjustment in fuel only. It's going to be a chassis adjustment for Jeff Gordon. He's going to take on two tires. Now they wheel around to the left side. It's going to be a four-tire stop there. Rusty Wallace, he's a little bit loose as well. Now to Jim Phillips. And on this end, we've got Kevin Harvick in. Ward Burton is in. Tony Stewart is in. Bobby Labonte, only two tires for him since he stopped at 24. Ricky Rudd was in. Bell Elliott with tires and gasoline. Also, Dale Jarrett was in. John Andretti was in. And farther down the pit lane, there was cars in front of Adam Alexander. 48 laps into the 267 that make up the total distance today in the Tropicana 400 here at the new beautiful Chicagoland Speedway. Mark Martin shows the way now, coming off turn four with Johnny Benson just behind him by about maybe three or four car lengths. Couple of battles shaping up further back. Robbie Gordon has the third position. Right behind him is Jimmy Spencer looking for a way by. Here comes Spencer now. He drives down deep into the corner, tries to root his way up alongside of Robbie Gordon, makes another attempt at a pass on the back stretch. Looks like a class. Classic Chicago land pass as he comes off of turn two and down the back stretch, takes away the inside groove as they come into turn three. Give that third spot to Jimmy Spencer. And the car that started on the Bud Pole here this afternoon is on pit road. Let's get a report. They got a cut tire, Barney. They're not sure exactly which one it is. They're changing all four tires just to make sure as he came down pit road. Crew chief Larry Carter said maybe the left rear, but they can't take a chance. So it's a cut tire for Todd Bonine. He's on pit road. 16.97 seconds. A tough break for the pole sitter. That's yeah, going to put him all the way back toward the tail end of the field, and now he's got to play catch up all afternoon. Working lap 50 as they work their way out of the corner and head back down to the line. A change for the lead as they came through turns three and four that time and head back down to the start finish line. Let's go to pit road. And we've got an update on Mike Skinner. He is being transported by helicopter to Provena St. Joseph Medical Center in Joliet. He was awake and alert, but they are taking him there for a precautionary CAT scan. Again, Mike Skinner appears to be fine, but he is going to be transported to Provena St. Joseph Medical Center by helicopter here in Joliet for a precautionary CAT scan. Mike Skinner, who hit the wall over in turns one and two a little bit earlier this afternoon, and that is the latest report as he has been taken down to the care center. 52 laps about to go on the scoreboard as they work their way across the line and back into turn number one. Johnny Benson continues to lead. He grabbed it just a moment ago. Jimmy Spencer's up to second. Robbie Gordon's third. And Earnhardt Jr. is in the mix now over in turn two. He's in fourth. Jerry Nadeau is fifth. Mark Martin has slid all the way back into sixth. Not sure what's going on in the Mark Martin machine as he backslid from the lead all the way back to sixth, but he is tucked back in line and back on a pace just in front of his teammate, Jeff Burton. They come off the corner together. Close call for Dale Earnhardt Jr. that time exiting turn number two. His car just shot up out of the groove up to the outside retaining wall. He gathered control, but not before he lost a position. Now a change up front once again as they go to turn one. What do you know? It's Mr. Excitement living up to the nickname. Jimmy Spencer dives down underneath Johnny Benson, racing by him to take the lead. So it'll be Jimmy Spencer in the top spot by a car length and a half over Johnny Benson. The third position is Robbie Gordon. Then it's a ways back to Jerry Nadeau in fourth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. rides in the fifth spot, being chased by Ralph teammates Mark Martin and Jeff Burton.
Tightly bunched out of turn number four. The top 10 or 11 cars run that way as they head back into turn number one. And Jimmy Spencer, one of those drivers who has, if he has a race car capable of leading, that's exactly what he's going to do. He takes the field back to turn two. As he does that, is tightening up for the 10th position. That's where you've got Bobby Labonte trying to fend off repeated challenges from Dale Jarrett. Dale Jarrett showed some good early speed, and he shows it again as Labonte just pulls over to the left and gives the spot to Dale Jarrett. So Labonte not willing to mix it up here in the early going. Further back, a battle for the 13th position. Kevin Harvick picking up a position as he makes a move by Rusty Wallace. Boy, we're just 55 laps into this race, Barney. Already five lead changes among six drivers. Very competitive in the early stages. Yeah, we've had a lot of guys that kind of surprised us a little bit especially from the way they talked to us early this morning. Several guys talked like, you know, our car is not going to get it done and whatever, and a couple of those that uh, said they thought they'd be out to lunch today right up in the thick of things. Yeah, one of those, Mark Martin, he said, I don't think we have a chance, and right now he's looking in pretty good shape running in the sixth position. 55 laps into the Tropicana 400, it's Jimmy Spencer leading Johnny Benson, Robbie Gordon, Jerry Nadeau, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Change for second place. Jerry Nadeau has moved up into the number two position, dropping Johnny Benson back to third, Robbie Gordon to fourth, and Earnhardt Jr. to fifth, and Jimmy Spencer continues to lead. Kenny Schrader making an unscheduled pit stop. Let's get an update. He felt the vibration of the machine. They're going to change four tires, put in some 76 racing fuel. Kenny Schrader came in at lap 41. It was a fuel-only stop. He is in. Left side tires are on. Down and away. 17.1 seconds for Ken Schrader. Told you Todd Bodine made an unscheduled stop a few laps ago because of also a tire problem. Winston Kelly, further update on the story there. Well, Joe, it ended up being the left rear tire, and you guys were talking during the commercial break about Todd, Ron Hornaday, and one of the car going three wide between turns one and two, and they think that was the culprit that they got together with the Ron Hornaday machine and pushed the sheet metal up against the tire, cut the left rear tire, so that cost Todd Bodine a lap. Todd Pretty falls good. back in line now, trying to uh, pick up some ground, got a good bit of ground to make up again after running at the front of the field, starting on the bud pole today. Now he finds himself well back, having to play catch-up. He's in 41st position right now. He's got all day to get it done, however. Pretty good race. Ricky Rudd's really been having some pressure turned up on him. He's over in turn three. Ricky Rudd now has Jeff Burton filling his mirrors. They are very close together as Rudd is trying to get around the Chevrolet of Kevin Harvick. Back around the 10th position where Ricky Rudd rides, trying to get by Kevin Harvick, who's in ninth. Just behind him, the cars of Jeff Burton and Bobby the Bunny quickly closing in. All of that traffic tightens up even more, racing back into the corner. Again, Harvick is up at the front of that line, but he checks the mirror and he sees Ricky Rudd closing in. Ricky Rudd continues to chase down Kevin Harvick. Right behind him is Jeff Burton, who's got his hands full with Bobby Labonte. As Labonte comes off the wall first, looks to the inside, now tucks back in the line. Burton will lead Bobby Labonte off of turn four. Across the stripe right now, 64 laps go up on the scoreboard for leader Jimmy Spencer as he heads off into turn number one. Some pretty good racing been going on back in the field for a couple of spots back there. Tell you who's been impressive, and we've talked about him several times, uh, is Ron Hornaday. He's having a great run here this afternoon. Ron Hornaday now coming back into the corner. This time he's going to rush up behind Tony Stewart, trying to reel him in on the back stretch. Ron Hornaday continues to pressure Tony Stewart, only off the rear bumper by about three and a half car length. And Stewart is having a race of his own. He's clambering over the rear bumper of Robert Presley as they head back onto the front stretch. Ron Hornaday is running in the 19th position now, and yeah, he has looked racy all afternoon, making moves to the inside, to the outside. One of the first person we, uh, people we saw 
making moves off turn two, taking it wide up off the corner. He picked up a spot there several laps ago, made a couple of moves to the inside to gain position as well. We talked about Jeff Burton and Bobby Labonte. They've got a contest going on, headed to turn three. Side by side and wheel to wheel, and Bobby Labonte will beat Jeff Burton into turn three. And Burton looked to the outside, as we know, it's very difficult to get the job done that way through turns three and four. They've single file come out of the corner this time, worked their way back to the line, kind of settle in a little bit as they head down to the corner. Most of the passing that we have seen has occurred from turn two over into turn number three. If you can get somebody set up there and get a fender alongside, you just literally force somebody to come out of the throttle before you hit the corner because otherwise you're going to be up in that high groove, got a chance of losing the car. A lot of moves have been made there. Also coming off turn four, we've seen a couple of attempted moves. Right now we're about to see a battle for the lead once again. So far we've had five lead changes among six drivers. And Kurt Becker, here comes another one trying. Just waiting to see when the moment will occur. It's Jerry Nadeau who's within inches of the back bumper of race leader Jimmy Spencer. He continues to chase him. Jerry Nadeau has been chipping away at the lead of Jimmy Spencer lap after lap, and now it's not very much of a lead at all. As Spencer hangs the tail out just a little bit as he enters turn three and then swings out wide at turn four, and the groove is widening here at the exit of turn four. Jimmy Spencer's got a good handling race car. Jerry Nadeau's got a fast race car, and it's handling well also. A couple of times he's had a fender underneath him. This time as they go off to turn number one, tried to put a move on, and Jimmy Spencer blocked it there in two. Spencer's Ford trying to hold off the charge of the Chevrolet of Jerry Nadeau. They'll come off of turn two down the back stretch. Nose to tail. Spencer trying to open it up a little bit, but under braking, if you will, they use the brake ever so slightly coming into turn three. Nadeau is able to close the gap. They're headed back to start finish. This is the battle for the lead. Now coming back to the line at lap number 69. A couple of car links this time separating Jimmy Spencer from Jerry Nadeau. Johnny Benson rides several car links back in the third position. Then a good race from fourth on back. That's Robbie Gordon, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Dale Jarrett. At times difficult to know which battle to pick to talk about in the top ten. Now here's that battle for fourth. Robbie Gordon trying to hang on to the spot. How long can Robbie Gordon keep it, however? Dale Jr. is right there. So, too, is Dale Jarrett. They are nose to tail into turn three. Jr. able to keep the butt Chevrolet down low through turn three and four. Gordon washes up just a little bit. Dale Jr. to look to the inside. 70 laps go on the scoreboard in the Tropicana 400, 197 to go. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. Save on your next oil change at O'Reilly Auto Parts when you purchase five quarts of Valvoline conventional motor oil and a microguard filter for $24.99. Plus get a $5 O'Reilly Auto Parts gift card after mail-in rebate. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Matt Benedetto, driver of the number 95 Procore Toyota Camry. On race day, you can save a ton of fuel by drafting in the pack, but you'll never win if you don't stay up on the wheel. It's like in the construction business. You can either keep up with the competition or leave them in the dust with the Procore Construction Management Platform. Whether you're a GC, specialty contractor, or owner, Procore's software is built to help your team stay on budget, on schedule, and in control. To learn more, visit Procore.com. 
74 laps on the scoreboard. Jimmy Spencer continues to lead. Jerry Nadeau rides right behind him. He's tried to get a fender underneath him a couple of times, got close enough to get around, but has not been able to do it. As Spencer's been able to hold him off. Johnny Benson is riding third. Robbie Gordon is fourth. And Dale Jarrett is fifth. Earnhardt Jr. is sixth. Kevin Harvick is back up to seventh. Mark Martin would be eighth. Jeremy Mayfield ninth. And Ricky Rudd, the top ten the way they're running right now. Matter of fact, there's a change for the fifth spot in turn one. Here comes Dale Jarrett. He just got down underneath the car of Robbie Gordon. In fact, moved Jarrett now up into the fourth spot, headed for three. However, Robbie Gordon has latched onto the rear bumper of Dale Jarrett. Jarrett will not pull away in the fourth position. And the driver said, if the sun stays out and the track gets hot, watch for it to get slick. And we're starting to see that, Barney, up here in turns three and four. A lot of bobbling going on as they enter turn three. Yeah, the track changed quite a bit yesterday as the afternoon wore on here and the sun beat down on this racetrack. The groove changed and guys were not sure whether the track, some tracks respond to temperature and hot sunshine were worse than others, Joe. And yesterday they found out in a hurry this one will. Certainly so. And we're starting to see a little more side-by-side -side racing. Just saw Bill Elliott make a pass going down on a turn number three and four. Snuck down to the inside of another car and cleanly got by. At lap number 76, Jimmy Spencer. Again, the sixth different driver to lead today's event. He's got a margin now of, uh, well, three-tenths of a second. It's showing here in our monitor over Jerry Nadeau. Johnny Benson is third. Dale Jarrett fourth and fifth. Robbie Gordon. Let's check down on Pitt Road and some developing stories there. First to Winston Kelly. Well, let's see if we can get a thought real quick from Jimmy Finning, who's a crew chief on Mark Martin's car. He's looking at the times on the car as he leans down. He's talking to Mark right now. Those guys came in on lap number 24 and then chose not to pit the last time. Jimmy, how are the tires holding up? You didn't pit the last time. Tires are pretty good. You know, we're just a little bit loose right now. Uh, but otherwise, he's stopping and listening to Mark relay a message to him, so he's got to go back to work. You're saying? We'll just adjust next stop. That's Jimmy Finning, as you heard it right there as he was talking to Mark Martin or listening to Mark Martin relay information. They're just a little bit loose. They came in on lap 24, opted not to stop under that mandatory caution on lap number 41, but they believe the tires are holding up pretty good, so that may be something to pay attention to later on in the race. Yeah, Mark hasn't lost all that many spots. He has just slid back to eighth position, and another driver that is really doing well, I don't believe it changed any tires, is Johnny Benson. He is John hanging in there in third. Let's get an update there. Yeah, Johnny Benson also came in at lap 24, a fuel stop only. They did not come in at lap 41. Jay Inch, the crew chief, you guys are running on the same four tires you started the race with. How is it panning out for you? Well, so far it's pretty good. This Valvoline Pontiac, since we got here Thursday, we've only used two sets of tires in race trim. We uh, knew track position was going to mean a whole lot to us. We tried to make our car good on long runs, and so far it's working out. Here about 15, 20 laps. We'll stop, put four good gears on it, and go give it another run. Johnny Benson moved from 34th to 3rd, playing the game that we thought would pan out this afternoon, and that is track position. Dale Jarrett's just lost a spot over in turn two. That's because Kevin Harvick made a move to the inside, Barney. One thing we're learning as the day goes on, turns one and two becoming a very versatile end of the racetrack. Harvick was very strong, got down low, managed to bypass Jarrett and picks up the fourth position. Harvick continues to lead Dale Jarrett as they come off the turn four. In fact, Harvick leaves Jarrett behind by five car lengths. Jimmy Spencer still shows the way over Jerry Nadeau, Johnny Benson, Kevin Harvick, and Dale Jarrett. Let's get an update from Jim Phillips. One of the things, Winston, uh, that both Adam were talking about, Joe, another thing that Bobby Labonte's crew worked on. They worked on the practice yesterday, no tires during the practice and just working with the track bar up and down. That's the, the bar that's attached to the rear end housing and the frame that will enhance the handling of the car if you move it up or down. But that's what they worked on the entire practice yesterday because they felt like the track position would make the difference. 
Track position very critical here at this racetrack, and most of the teams told us that from the time they rolled in here on Thursday morning. We are 82 laps into the Tropicana 400. Let's take you back through the field. Jimmy Spencer leads, Jerry Nadeau second, Johnny Benson's third, Kevin Harvick is fourth, Dale Jarrett is fifth, Robbie Gordon would be sixth, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is seventh, Mark Martin is eighth, Jeremy Mayfield is ninth, and Ricky Rudd is tenth. Bobby Labonte is up to 11th, Jeff Gordon is 12th, Joe Nemechek is 13th, Sterling Marlin is 14th, Rusty Wallace is 15th, Tony Stewart shows 16th, Jeff Burton 17th, Robert Presley 18th, Ron Hornaday 19th, and Michael Waltrip is now 20th. 21st would be Bill Elliott, Kurt Busch 22nd, Matt Kenseth 23rd, Jeff Green 24th, and Dave Blaney rides in 25th place. Casey Atwood's 26th, Ricky Craven's 27th, Elliott Sadler's 28th, Jason Leffler 29th, Steve Park is 30th, Ward Burton's 31st, Buckshot Jones 32nd, John Andretti 33rd, Kevin LePage 34th, Brett Bodine 35th, and Terry Labonte is 36th. Then Bobby Hamilton, Hutt Strickland, Stacey Compton, Todd Bodine, Kenny Schrader, Mike Skinner, and Andy Houston uh, run there from 34th on back through 43rd. At lap 114, we told you we had several pit stops. Dave Blaney was on pit road just a moment ago. Earnhardt Jr., Matt Kenseth, also Jeff Burton, and a couple of other cars that we've already covered. Let's get an update on Earnhardt Jr. Earnhardt Jr. came in, four-tire, 76 racing fuel. He did it in 16.7 seconds. Also on this end of pit road, Matt Kenseth, as you said, four tires and 76 racing fuel along with Jeff Burton. More cars, cars making their way on to the pit lane as we speak. Here they come now, making their way down. Steve Park gives up a position along with Elliot Sadler. Kevin LePage is in. Also, John Andretti, Mark Martin back in again. Winston Kelly. Here comes Mark Martin to a stop in front of his crew. Steve Park is already there. A big chassis adjustment. Three rounds down for the Kevin LePage machine. So they've got some handling problems. Brett Bodine on pit road. They're going to make a chassis adjustment as well. We mentioned Todd Bodine's problems on the left rear. A lug nut popped off. Now, for new race fans, the lug nuts are put on the side with a, a kind of epoxy, and when they put the tires onto the stubs, onto the uh, studs, then it just pops on there, and they can use the air wrenches to tighten the tires. One of the lug nuts fell off, so they had to put it on with their hand, and that cost them a little bit of time on pit road. So more stops being made here under the caution, the third one of the day, and again, this one coming out because of debris. Actually, it was some metal that was found out on the racing surface in the groove, and so the caution out at lap 113. Joey Chitwood III, Vice President and General Manager of the Chicagoland Speedway, steps into our booth here with a huge smile on his face. Boy, this has been a great opening weekend for you, Joey. You know, it really has. It's hard to believe that we've taken two years of work and put it into four days, but real pleased. Staff has been working real hard. Great weather day, and it seems like those guys are having a real good race out there. Yeah, you had a good crowd yesterday for, for the uh, Bush Show also. You no, know, most definitely. Uh, I think uh, this market has been underserved with motorsports for such a long time. You know, NASCAR at Soldier Field back in the late 40s, now that we've been able to kind of reintroduce back into the market, we've got a lot of excited fans out there, and hopefully we'll be selling it out for years to come. They did a great job on building this racetrack. I mean, it, all the amenities are absolutely perfect. The track is beautiful. The drivers like it. It's getting worked in out there. We're seeing some good racing. You couldn't ask for anything more, could you? No, I really couldn't. Those drivers are real key. The fact that it's a little bit like this track, a little bit like that track, it's unique. And they seem to be enjoying it. It is definitely a, a racer's racetrack. I mean, they definitely have to find the best line around there, so it looks like they're having a good time. You've got a lot of buzz in the city of Chicago about this race. We've seen in the newspapers, television, and radio. Obviously, you've packed the stands. There's folks standing around the edge of the racetrack as close as they can get to see all they can. I guess you're going to have to add some more seats. Well, let's, let's make sure we get through this weekend first, and I know that's going to be on our list, but uh, just real pleased. A lot of hard work and effort, and it's hard to believe that two years ago this was just farmland. I'll tell you what, it is a beautiful facility. Congratulations on a great job here. 
Thanks, guys. And we appreciate all your help this weekend. Uh, everybody has been very impressed with the media center down there and the cooperation that everybody's received, I think. Well, one of the things to put on an event like this, you need some real good staff, and it's hard work. And, you know, everybody wants to see a great race, and we all have to work together on it. So I'm pleased that everybody's been uh, real thrilled with it. Joey Chitwood III, Vice President and General Manager of the brand-new Chicago Land Speedway. Caution, lap 116 is in the record books. Let's take you back through the running order before they go back to green here. Jerry Nadeau leads. Jimmy Spencer second. Kevin Harvick's third. Johnny Benson is fourth. Jeff Gordon is fifth. Dale Jarrett is sixth. Jeremy Mayfield is seventh. Bobby Labonte is back up to eighth. Joe Nemechek is ninth. Tony Stewart would be tenth. Eleventh at this stage is Sterling Marlin. Ricky Rudd is twelfth. Rusty Wallace is thirteenth. Bill Elliott's fourteenth. And Jeff Green is fifteenth. Kirk Busch now is sixteenth. Matt Kenseth seventeenth. Earnhardt Jr. after that pit stop a moment ago is now back to eighteenth. Ron Hornaday we talked about is having a good day, but Ron is in nineteenth place now. Jeff Burton would be twentieth. Todd Bodine's twenty-first. Dave Blaney twenty-second. Casey Atwood twenty-third. Mark Martin twenty-fourth. And Robbie Gordon make up the top 25. Robbie's made a couple extra stops down there. Adam Alexander, what's the story? Well, water hoses come off the bottom of the water pump, and uh, they went to get another hose to repair that. He's going to come back in and uh, get that done, hopefully get it done before the green flag comes back out. Robbie folks, driving the maybe, nation's. Joe, maybe a developing story in the leader's pit. Uh, Jerry Nadeau's reported back to his pit that he's not feeling well. The team doctor, Scott McNair, is in here talking to crew chief Tony Furr about things that they might do to get some ventilation into the car for the leader, Jerry Nadeau. So that's a story that we're going to keep an eye on throughout the race. Keep you posted on that situation. I was talking about uh, Robbie Gordon. He is driving the nation's rent forward for Ultra Motorsports here again this weekend. Later on in today's broadcast, Barney and I will select the winner of the Ray Bestas Break of the Race Award. The driver who experiences the best break during today's race will see a $500 donation awarded to the Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries on his behalf. Ray Bestas Breaks are the official breaks of NASCAR. Getting ready to go back to green here this time by. They'll take the green at lap 118 with Jerry Nadeau, Jimmy Spencer, Kevin Harvick, Johnny Benson, and Jeff Gordon restarting here as the top five. It's been hard to really pick out any one car that was really that good. Jimmy Spencer now has led a lot of laps here this afternoon. He's been able to work his way back up there a couple of times. But we've had a bunch of cars that are strong enough to get in there. Jerry Nadeau also was powering up toward the front there just a few moments ago. Kevin Harvick has been very strong. Jeff Gordon continues to look very good as they come down, and the green goes in the air. Crossing the line now, green flag waves at lap 118. Jerry Nadeau, Jimmy Spencer, and Kevin Harvick leads the pack to turn one. Jimmy Spencer rides in second. He's got his hands full with lap traffic. Robert Presley and Ward Burton both there down to his inside as the leader, Nadeau, is on the backstretch. Jerry Nadeau may not be feeling good, but he's got the right kind of medicine now, and that's a big lead over the second spot of Jimmy Spencer, who's mired in lap traffic. Spencer in the second spot, trying to get around Robert Presley and Buckshot Jones. Work their way out of the corner. Big advantage right now for Jerry Nadeau, but it's going to only be temporary until some of those cars can break out of that traffic back there. And now Kevin Harvick and Jimmy Spencer get down to business, racing for second place in turn one. Side by side, lap traffic's going to come into play here. You've got Robert Presley's car straight ahead. Spencer is wide, Harvick down low. They continue to be side by side for the second spot as Harvick weaves just a little bit. And now Johnny Benson wants to make that a three-car fight for the second position. Jimmy Spencer right in the middle of Nadeau, the race leader. There's one, two, three lap cars between himself and this ongoing second place battle, which at least temporarily is won by Kevin Harvick. Harvick has the spot for now, but he still has Jimmy Spencer right there behind him. 
Also, Johnny Benson, in fact, throws Jeff Gordon into that battle as well. Nose to tail off of turn two and down the back stretch. It is still Kevin Harvick in the second spot with Johnny Benson in third. Johnny Benson and Jeff Gordon in hot pursuit. Harvick trying to get around the lap machine of Buckshot Jones. Not going to be able to do it this time. Give a call to Johnny Benson, who a moment ago cut Jimmy Spencer a lot of slack. He could have forced the issue up there. Jimmy was in that high line trying to get back down. Johnny Benson backed off and let him get back in as they worked their way back into turn one. As a result, though, Johnny Benson may be in danger of losing the fourth spot. Now Jeff Gordon closes right up on his back bumper. Jeff Gordon right behind Johnny Benson, but Benson is going to make his car very, very wide. Gordon cannot pull off the pass. All of this going on behind your leader, Jerry Nadeau, who opens up the lead in about 10 car lengths over Kevin Harvick. Gordon wants to get by Johnny Benson in a big way. That's the fourth position he's trying to grab as they come down to the line. Steve Park had a close call last lap in turn two. Now it's Ron Hornaday in turn four who shoots way up the banking, gathers control, but he will lose several positions. A second and a half, that's the margin of lead Jerry Nadeau has over Kevin Harvick as they head to turn three. He's enjoying that lead into turn three as Kevin Harvick still has not figured out the puzzle of the trio of Robert Presley, Ward Burton, and Buckshot Jones. Kevin Harvick rides in line. Jeff Gordon's just taken over fourth place. He got around Johnny Benson working his way down the back straightaway and now moves into fourth as 123 laps go up on the scoreboard. Some hard racing been going on a little further back in the pack right now from some of those cars that got shuffled back. Tony Stewart, Bobby Labonte, and that group go over to turn two. Here they come now, hugging the inside lane of the racetrack. Here's Sterling Marlin. He's trying to find a way to get around to the inside of Bobby Labonte. Sterling Marlin tails Bobby Labonte, shadows him all the way down the back stretch, does not step out of line. Behind him is Elliot Sadler and Rusty Wallace. They are having a great fight for position, nose the tail off of turn four. The point is Jerry Nadeau is not feeling that well, but his lead continues to build. Now 1.7 seconds, the margin between himself and second place Kevin Harvick. Jimmy Spencer is third, fourth is Jeff Gordon, and fifth is Johnny Benson. We're 126 laps into the 267 to make up the total distance here today in the Tropicana 400. Jerry Nadeau continues to show the way. Robbie Gordon is back on pit road. Adam Alexander? Well, they thought they might have had the problem cured when they fixed the water line. However, the engine has started to heat up. They hope they simply don't have enough water in the machine. But if that's not the case, it looks like it could be an early exit for Robbie Gordon this afternoon at the Chicago Land Speedway. He's been running in the top 10 most of the day. From Chicago Land Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Welcome back to the Chicago Land Speedway. Tropicana 400 underway for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series as we approach the halfway point of today's race. MRN Radio, glad to be here bringing you live coverage of the first race ever for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series here at this beautiful new Speed Palace. I'm Joe Moore along with Barney Hall covering action in force in the turns today. Kurt Becker and Dan Hubbard along the pit lane. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly and Adam Alexander. We've had nine lead changes among nine drivers today. Three cautions have waived for a total of 15 laps. Jimmy Spencer has led the most laps in the event. Currently 24 cars on the lead lap. Two cars out of the event. Those are Mike Skinner, Andy Houston, possibly now a third with Robbie Gordon. Jerry Nadeau leads. Kevin Harvick is second. Jimmy Spencer third. Jeff Gordon fourth. And Dale Jarrett is fifth. Sixth is Johnny Benson. Seventh, Jeremy Mayfield. Eighth is Joe Nemechek. Ninth is Tony Stewart. And tenth is Sterling Marlin. This mid-race update brought to you by MBNA. 
Apply for an official NASCAR credit card issued by MBNA with a photo of one of more than 60 drivers. Log on to MBNA.com or when you attend a Winston Cup or Bush Series race, stop by the familiar MBNA green booth and mention MRN for a second free gift just for applying. They finally get the work done on Robbie Gordon's car, send him back onto the racetrack. He's several laps down to the leader right now, but at least he is back on the speedway. And also at the front of the field, Kevin Harvick has been able to get around a couple of the lap cars and now will be able to close in on Jerry Nadeau, the leader. Jimmy Spencer has had to thread his way through there also to run the leader down as they all go over to turn three. Jimmy Spencer has one more lap car to pass and set his sights on Kevin Harvick, and that would be Robert Presley, who's motoring pretty fast himself around the Chicago Land Speedway. Here they come now, working off turn number four, back down to the start-finish line. Nadeau's lead, still just shy of two seconds over Kevin Harvick, Jimmy Spencer, Dale Jarrett, and Jeff Gordon. Rest of the top five, they're in turn one. Dale Jarrett having just bypassed Jeff Gordon to take over the fourth spot, made a move to the inside of Gordon, coming into turn one last time by, and they're on the backstretch. Jeff Gordon trying to close in on the rear bumper of Dale Jarrett. Jarrett slows just a bit now by the lap machine of Buckshot Jones. This will allow Jeff Gordon to close the gap. He gets a good look at Dale Jarrett coming off the corner. Leader crosses the line, Jerry Nadeau, and 134 laps go on the scoreboard. That'll put us halfway home this afternoon at the Tropicana 400. We are halfway through the event here this afternoon with Jerry Nadeau leading. Let's pick up Kevin Harvick and Jimmy Spencer as they try to run him down over in turn two. Kevin Harvick coming off of turn two, still has a ways to go before he's close enough to make a pass on Jerry Nadeau, put the gap at about 12 car lengths. Harvick all by himself in that second spot. Here is Jimmy Spencer working that bottom group to the inside of the lap machine of Robert Presley. Spencer cleanly makes the pass, coming up off turn number four. Again, that was a lapped car just ahead of him, the machine of Robert Presley. Further back, an ongoing race for the 11th position. Rusty Wallace has the spot. Ricky Rudd right up on his bumper. Ricky's taken a peek a couple of times. So far, hasn't been able to make the move. Let's see what he can do in turn one. Ricky's going to dive down low at the entry to the corner. Unfortunately, Rusty Wallace still is a half step quicker. For now, Rusty hanging on to the position. Rudd, who showed great speed in the early going, now tails the 11th place car of Rusty Wallace. They come into turn three nose to tail. Rusty a little bit higher than Ricky Rudd. Now they switch positions as they exit the corner. Rusty down low and Ricky up high. And meanwhile, just ahead of the Trouble is Steve Parkin turns three and four. He got up out of the groove. He slides along the wall with the right side of the car. I wouldn't call it heavy compact contact as Steve Park just tries to slow the Chevrolet down by dragging it alongside the wall and now he steers it toward pit entrance. They kept it up there I think by design partially because there was a lot of traffic underneath him once it cleared now he cuts down to the bottom of the racetrack and brings the car onto pit road he's in front of Adam Alexander. And he turns his car back heading toward the Winston Cup garage heavy damage to the uh, right side of the machine we're going to head back to the garage area get a report on Steve Park. So Steve Park heads back into the garage after hitting the wall up in turn number four looked like he just kind of shot up out of the groove Dan Hubbard and uh, this was taken up into the outside wall. That's right Joe you can see the tire marks and they begin right at the entrance of turn three they go straight to the wall Steve Park was lucky at least to steer it away as much as he could and he dragged to just scrape the right side of the car all the way the length around turns three and four when he got to the exit of four he took it down to the pit so it wasn't a hard hit but enough to damage the car. Big thing here at this racetrack, Joe, both days that we've seen the competition go out there, if you get up out of that groove, it's just so hard to save the car. You can get it turned straight, but you're going to scrub that wall. You're at least going to brush the wall. Yeah, certainly so, and so everyone wants to stay down on the low side of the racetrack as much as possible. See if we can get an update on the condition of Jerry Nadeau. We got a report earlier that he was not feeling that well, but he's been leading by as much as two seconds. Winston Kelly? Well, he said that he's uh, still not feeling very well, but getting out there in the clean air and leading as much as he is, 
He uh, didn't say a whole lot during that last segment of Green Flag period. Tony Fur, the crew chief, Rodney Combs Sr., who is his spotter, has been talking to him the whole time, telling him to just keep your line, keep your focus, and now they're coming down pit road. See if they make a two or four tire stop. Reports are that many of the teams are going to go with a two tire stop. Jerry Nadeau's crew now going to work on the right side of the machine. Shane Parsonall changing that right front tire of the car is pumped up. Just in front of him, Kurt Busch. Just behind him, Joe Dimacek. Further up pit road, Todd Bodine, Jimmy Spencer, Mark Martin, Jeff Gordon. It is a two-tire stop and a good one for Jerry Nadeau. He gets out just behind him. Now it's a drag race between he and Jimmy Spencer. Now to Jim Phillips. Kevin Harvick is in. He's going to go for two tires this time, Winston. Tony Stewart's going for four. Bobby Labonte's going for four. Ricky Rudd, four. Dale Jarrett, four. Casey Atwood, four. And Bill Elliott, four tires. Not a Adam Alexander. With Jim here on this end of pit road on Adam's side, Dave Blaney came in and got four tires. Also, Robert Presley, Jeremy Mayfield, Michael Waltrip, all these guys getting four tires in fuel. Jerry Nadeau got forced out into the grass, and he and Jimmy Spencer were drag racing down toward the end of pit road to see how it shakes out on the racetrack. Yeah, they're kind of still uh, settling that way, but while they were kind of going side by side off pit road, I believe Kevin Harvick scooted back on the racetrack, and he's going to be the leader. So we'll see how NASCAR sorts it out between uh, Jerry Nadeau and Jimmy Spencer. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. a specialized tool to finish your vehicle repair? There's no need to buy it if you're only going to use it once. Check out O'Reilly Auto Parts Loaner Tool Program, available at any O'Reilly store. Find tools like a ball joint press, disc brake caliper tool set, and more. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's broadcast of the Tropicana 400 is brought to you by Raybestos, the best in brakes, D3 EA certified for safety. By 76 Gasoline, makers of the official fuel of NASCAR. By Pfizer, where life is our life's work. And by the United Association of Union Plumbers, Pipe Fitters, and Sprinkler Fitters, building a better tomorrow. We are under caution again. This is lap, the uh, fifth caution of the afternoon comes out on lap 151 couple of cars uh, having some problems. Kevin LePage came down, made an unscheduled stop, and also Ron Hornaday has gone back into the garage. Obviously, it's oil from his car and a spin that brought out this caution for the fifth time here this afternoon. And the cleanup out on the racetrack once again. Let's go to pit road. And let's talk to Ron Hornaday. He's out of the Conseco Pontiac. Just pulled it up here to the hauler. Ron, obviously, the end of your day, what happened? Well, it's a shame the motor blew up, but I'll tell you what, I got to thank all these guys in this Conseco Pontiac. Uh, Awesome race car. This pit strategy we're using, we've been putting four tires on. That was the best the car's been, and maybe just because the car was the best and overrev the motor a little bit. But uh, I don't know what happened to it. She vibrated real bad. I was just yelling that the four car, somebody blew up, and we go down the back and we do the same thing. So uh, I'm proud of these guys uh, running that Bush car yesterday and coming here and running this Conseco Pontiac. Uh, it's pretty awesome. We definitely had a good car today. 
That's Ron Hornaday. We saw a high attrition rate yesterday in the Bush Series. It's starting them out this afternoon in the Winston Cup race as well. Ron Hornaday, the most recent victim, he blows the motor at lap 152. Bill Elliott makes a stop in front of Jim Phillips. Yes, he does, Joe. Four tires and fuel for Bill Elliott. Second get of fuel is in. And him was Elliott Sadler getting a splash of gasoline. And two more stops in front of Winston Kelly. Uh, one of those is Kevin LePage. He's got an oil leak somewhere. They've got the hood up trying to determine exactly where it was. When he came down pit road, the car was under power. Kurt Busch also on pit road. He got tires in 76 racing fuel. Say hello to Congressman Bill Lipinski, the 3rd District uh, here in Illinois, the Chicago District, upstairs with us watching the Tropicana 400 unfold here today. Got to be very proud at uh, what these folks have done here at Chicagoland. Uh, Joe, I think this is an absolutely magnificent facility, probably one of the finest, if not the finest racing facility uh, I've seen in any part of the Midwest. And not only will be, this produce some great racing for the fans in this part of the country, it's also going to help the economy a great deal, I'm sure. Oh, there's no question it will help the economy, and it's great to see uh, NASCAR up here. I go back with NASCAR to Soldier's Field when Freddie Lorenzen was running down there with Andy Granatelli uh, being the sponsor. Uh, it's been a long time coming for NASCAR up here, but there's a tremendous number of fans here. As you can see today, this uh, is an overflowing crowd, uh, a crowd that's very, very enthusiastic. And I want to say one thing, too, about the people who work here at the track. I've never run into more courteous uh, people. They have been enormously helpful. And when you have such a big crowd as we do here today, for them to keep that positive attitude, I think, is just terrific and a testimony to the people that have put this whole program together. Very well said. You know, Chicago has a lot of major league sports. It's a major city. There's a lot going on. How do you think NASCAR fits into the scene here in this area? Well, obviously, by the crowd today, it fits in yeah. very, very well. There's no question about it. This is a uh, big-time city. We have two baseball teams. We have a uh, basketball team. We have uh, Chicago Bears, one of the founding teams of the National Football League. We've got a hockey team. Uh, we have uh, another excellent uh, racing facility in the area also where they run uh, uh, cart uh, cars and a few, uh, not NASCARs, but a few uh, stock car events over there also. I think that uh, there is no question in my mind that this will be very, very successful. I'm looking forward to the September when they have uh, open wheel racing here in the Indy Racing League. And we look forward to coming back next year, hopefully back very soon. Congressman Bill Lipinski, thanks a lot for stopping by here today. Enjoy your day at the new Chicagoland Speedway. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Barney, very much. Thank you, sir. We are still under caution, lap 154, and they are cleaning up this racetrack all the way around. And NASCAR did the same thing yesterday. They have the, the blowers out there blowing all the, the dust and the loose rubber that came off the tires down in the corner, getting this racetrack back in absolutely perfect condition. We've seen a pretty good show here today thus far. We've had several lead changes. Kevin Harvick's been at the front of the field. Jimmy Spencer's been at the front of the field. Had a lot of challenges from drivers like uh, Jimmy Spen uh, Sterling Marlin. Jeff Burton has been up there. Dale Jarrett's been working his way up. Has Jeff Gordon led a lap? Don't believe he has, has uh, he? Gordon hasn't uh, been up at the front of the pack, but he's been close to the front of the pack several times. And remember, he started way back at about the 28th, 29th position, something like that. And so uh, just the fact that he's up there in the top 10 says a lot. We've had 10 lead changes among nine drivers today. There was concern coming into this race about being a new facility. Would there be side-by-side -side racing? Would there be passes for the lead? Obviously, the answer is yes. 
It's been very good for racing here today. We've had cautions fly five times today. First came out on lap 22 when Mike Skinner hit the wall over in turn two. A NASCAR caution on lap 41 for the teams to check their cars. Debris on the racing surface on lap 113. Fourth caution on lap 136 when Steve Park hit the wall in turn four. And this time as Ron Hornaday explodes the engine in his car and therefore debris on the racing surface at lap 151. So a total of five cautions waving so far today. Cleanup continues down in turns three and four. Let's say a, a word also about uh, Robbie Gordon. We've mentioned his name a lot uh, of times today, and of course you've probably heard there's been quite a few changes over the last several weeks. Robbie drove that car to a second-place finish at Sears Point three or four weeks ago, then drove Richard Childress Racing's NASCAR Busch Series entry, the Rockwell Automation Chevrolet, to a top-five finish at Watkins Glen last week. He's proved his mettle on the road courses and hopes to be settling in to drive this nation's rent forward for the rest of the season. I asked him about the situation there. You know, obviously Jimmy called me to, um, to drive here to Chicago, and, you know, it's kind of a, a pretty last-minute deal. I think it happened, you know, late, late Wednesday afternoon. So, um, you know, I understand where Mike's at on his side. Um, you know, owners do what owners want to do. So, you know, I, I, I feel for him a bit. I'm not, you know... I'm not trying to take his job or, or anything like that. You know, um, if Jimmy wants to make a change, I mean, there's, you know, it's Jimmy's choice. And Jimmy, he's talking about is Jimmy Smith, who owns Ultra Motorsports. He told me this morning that they have some contracts to work out, but their plan is to have Robbie Gordon take the ride that uh, formerly Mike Wallace was uh, behind the wheel of the nation's rent Ford. And by the way, his NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series team won again last night. I'm losing count. I think they've won seven races this year between Ted Musgrave and uh, Scott Riggs, who won the race last night at Kentucky. That uh, that Dodge team in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series is very strong. Yeah, they've been they've had some great success this year. They are still cleaning up around the racetrack. Going to be another lap or so before we go back to green. Let's get an update on Kevin LePage's car. It has been sitting on pit road for several, several laps as they continue to work on it. Barney, it ended up being an oil line that they had to replace that had a little bit of a cut in it, but just enough to blow all the oil out. Now they're topping off the oil, cool, the oil uh, tank that's located in the rear of the car, actually in the trunk section, but they top it off in the valence window, which is right behind where the driver's side window is. Now they're reattaching that window. They put the uh, oil line back on, so the Kodak Chevrolet should be good to go. Take a minute to remind you that the chase for the 2001 NASCAR Weekly Racing Series National Championship is underway at nearly 100 local hometown racetracks in 36 states. Drivers in 10 regions around the country are competing for the coveted NASCAR Weekly Racing Series National Championship with more than a million dollars in point fund awards on the line. To see some of the nation's most exciting weekly short track racing, contact NASCAR Public Relations in Daytona Beach, Florida, or visit NASCAR.com or America Online keyword NASCAR. 110 laps to go in the Tropicana 400. Kevin Harvick leads Jerry Nadeau, Jimmy Spencer, Sterling Marlin, and Jeff Burton under caution. Kevin Harvick continues to set the pace. 212 laps in the record books, 55 to go in the Tropicana 400. Jimmy Spencer has taken over second place. Now he's got one and eight tenths seconds to make up before he can catch Kevin Harvick. They're off turn two and heading for three. Jimmy Spencer wanted to force the issue early. He got around Joe Nemechek easily enough, but you're right, Barney. He's got his work cut out. Kevin Harvick enters turn three and four. Jimmy Spencer on a second and a half arrears. Jeff Gordon got by Sterling Marlin, brought Jeff Burton with him. So Burton, or rather Gordon, moves up to fourth, Burton to fifth, and Sterling Marlin falls back into the sixth position. Further back, you've got Rusty Wallace in seventh, 
Also the car of Tony Stewart in eighth, and behind him, Ricky Rudd bearing down. That's shaping up to be one of the best battles in the top ten. Here comes Rudd. He knocks another car length off the deficit to eighth place, Tony Stewart. Again, this is the fight for eighth, as Tony Stewart has it. Ricky Rudd swings way out of line early, and he's going to beat Tony Stewart. Boy, he committed to that move way early down the backstretch to give the eighth position to Ricky Rudd. Well, you need to keep your eye on Ricky Rudd because Ricky's had a good car all day. He's had to overcome getting caught way back in traffic a half a dozen times and has been able to thread his way up there. And once he got clear of some of that traffic, he has been able to get up in the top ten. He's having a good run here this afternoon. He's still got plenty of time to get it done. 53 laps to go. Kevin Harvick is the leader. Jimmy Spencer's second. Joe Nemechek's third. Jeff Gordon is fourth. Jeff Burton is fifth, Sterling Marlin is sixth, Rusty seventh, Ricky Rudd is eighth, Tony Stewart ninth, and Dale Jarrett make up your top ten. Jimmy Spencer has led on a couple different occasions today. Now he's shown in the second position, although a second and a half behind Kevin Harvick. What is the long-range plan there, Winston Kelly? Well, let's find out from Donnie Wingo, the crew chief. You guys have been up there all day long. Can you chase him down? Uh, right now we can hold our own with him. You know, he gets a little bit quicker than us. Uh, the biggest thing is, you know, most of these guys, some of these guys maybe can make it on fuel, but we can't make it. Uh, I think these four or five cars maybe can make it. That's the thoughts of Donnie Wingo, the crew chief on Jimmy Spencer's machine that's been up there all day long. After starting in second, he currently runs second. Let's check in with Adam Alexander. He's had a chance to talk to a couple of teams down there about their fuel situation. Yeah, also uh, Robert Presley, one of the teams that feel like they can go all the way. We talked to Ryan Pimmert, and they put it at lap 200, which would mean they would need 67 laps on this load of fuel, another machine that was in, the 17 machine of Matt Kenseth came in at lap 200. He topped off the fuel tank. They also think they can go the distance. We'll see how it plays out this afternoon. Check in with Jim Phillips. We're down in Dale Jarrett's pit. He was up to fifth. He's uh, right now currently in the top 10, running 10th. Crew chief Todd Perry. Todd, what would, what would it take for your driver to get back up there in the thick of things? Green flag all the way? Uh, no, we need a caution flag so we can pull that trick like that kid did yesterday. Uh, Track position is just so important, and uh, got a little bit behind right here, and back there in that dirty air, and the car has picked up a push all of a sudden. So imagine that. That's what it uh, happened uh, yesterday to Ryan Newman when he got behind the car, and uh, that's where it's going to be when you come to an e-racetrack. Uh, we'll see how it all plays out. A moment ago, Michael Waltrip uh, was on pit road, took on fuel, and went back onto the racetrack. We're at lap 218, 49 remaining here in the Tropicana 400 this afternoon. Kevin Harvick has been very impressive all year, Joe. He's become the Iron Man. He's running the full Bush Series. He's also running the full Winston Cup Series and doing extremely well in both. Yeah, he led, uh, leads the point standings of the NASCAR Bush Series, was the man to beat here yesterday before they had a mechanical problem that uh, put him behind. But he's a contender every week in the NASCAR Bush Series, and he's a contender every week here in the NASCAR Winston Cup Series, winning at the Atlanta Motor Speedway, only his third time out. And uh, once again here today, he's in charge of this event with 48 laps to go. Jimmy Spencer may have something for him. Jimmy's been cutting down the deficit between first and second for a while. But Joe Nemechek is losing some ground. He was leading up to about 13, 14 laps ago. Now he's fallen back to third and is in danger of losing that. Jeff Gordon has called him. Now let's follow that race for the go to turn one. One has to wonder once Gordon gets by if he will have something for the top two. But the big task is getting around Nemechek. He's been close. He's been trying. Now here goes Gordon down to the inside. Down the back stretch, and the game of chicken is on as they approach turn three, and Jeff Gordon will win that game. 
He beats Joe Nemechek into the entrance of turn three, so give the third spot to Jeff Gordon. Joe's car not sticking in the corner like uh, some of the cars are that are getting underneath him. I believe he put only two tires on when he made that last pit stop, and uh, that might be part of his problem, the, the reason he can't protect the bottom groove. At any rate, he's just lost another spot right now to Jeff Gordon. 221 laps on the board, 46 to go. When you're driving, it's easy to forget who's really doing all the work. Your engine. That's why top NASCAR drivers all use Wix oil filters. Whoa, Joe Gibbs here. Try to lose the sensitive guy thing and just say pros use Wix oil filters because they filter out 45% more dirt and last 30% longer, okay? Thanks for your honesty. <clears throat> Wix, the number one filter in NASCAR. Are we still being honest here? To find a retailer near you, visit WixFilters.com or dial 1-800-NEED-WIX. The ear-splitting engines, the heart-pounding finishes, the corn dogs. Let's face it, a Winston Cup race is a lot of fun, but it isn't the healthiest place for a guy to be. But that's changed now that the Pfizer Men's Health Trailer is at the track. Hi, race fans, this is Mark Martin, and the trailer is the place for information on cardiovascular health, sexual health, and mental health. Plus, free screenings for common men's health conditions. It's got everything a guy could want that isn't deep fried. So tune up for life, and we'll see you at the track. Jimmy Spencer has picked up four tenths of a second on the leader, Kevin Harvick, in the last 15 laps around. He's gaining on him a little bit, but he's only got 44 laps to get himself up there and take the lead away. From Chicagoland Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Could you walk into a room and remember the names of 20 people after only one introduction? Or how about cutting your studying time in half and passing your next exam with top grades? What if you could remember directions, birthdays, appointments, and shopping lists without ever writing them down? All of this and more can be possible thanks to Arthur Bornstein's Memory Power Program. Mr. Bornstein is the world's foremost authority on memory improvement. The Memory Power Program is the first college-accredited memory training program in the country and has been taught to one million students, executives, and professionals from more than 500 major corporations nationwide. Even thousands of school systems have adopted the powerful memory techniques for special education. All you need to do is follow the simple, effective memory techniques. Available only through this special offer. Call now to order 1-888-813-7973. Satisfaction guaranteed risk-free for 30 days. That's 1-888-813-7973. Call 1-888-813-7973 today. Just 41 laps to go in the Tropicana 400, and the fifth-place man is in trouble. Jeff Burton slowed going through turns one and two. He's now on the apron of the racetrack, limping back around. There is a bit of smoke coming off the back of that Ford, and obviously the end of the day for Jeff Burton. He'll fall by the wayside as Kevin Harvick continues to show the way. Jimmy Spencer, the second-place man. Now the margin is 2.3 seconds between first and second. Jeff Gordon is third. Joe Nemechek fourth. And now Sterling Marlin moves up to the fifth position. Here comes Jeff Burton slowly working his way down the pit lane. Let's follow that stop now as he comes down to his stop. He comes down in front of the crew. It's a right front tire going flat. The tire is shattered. They rip it off. It's going to be a two-tire stop and fuel. The crew working the machine. They had some trouble getting the brake. They get the jack down. 11.6 seconds. Jeff Burton down and away, and he should have plenty of fuel to go the distance. Man, they just can't get a break. They've, they, their season's been kind of hot and cold. They've run very good in several races, but it seems like something like this has caused them to, to uh, finish out of the top ten more times than should have, that's for sure. And that's going to bring out the caution because with the tire shred, it sent uh, debris all over the racing surface. 
So our eighth caution flag comes out here in the afternoon with 39 laps to go. So Burton is able to continue. A cut tire is the problem. We speculated possibly an engine problem because we did see some smoke, but they are able to put the tire back on, replace that along with another, and send him back out on the racetrack, although he'll lose a good bit of ground. You know, I was looking at a couple of guys who are doing pretty well. We've talked about Todd Bodine's problems today. He's still on the lead lap, running back in the 18th position. And I've seen him picking up a couple of positions uh, over the last few laps or so. He drove by uh, Robert Presley, got by Jeremy Mayfield, and uh, Johnny Benson, who is now the last car on the lead lap. Kurt Busch, as uh, the rookie, doing quite a good job here today. Kurt's in the 16th position, has been solid all afternoon long. And Elliot Sadler's having a very good run after a great finish at uh, Daytona last week. He's now running in the 14th position, and obviously that motivation has helped the Wood Brothers team, and uh, they're having a great day here at Chicago. They've been very steady all day long, done great pit work, and Elliot has driven the wheels off that car to stay up there. This caution flag has taken the fuel right out of the equation here as to who might be able to go the distance and have an advantage. As right now, everybody appears to be peeling off the banking up in turn number four and heading for pit road. These stops will come at lap 229, which will give us 38 laps to go. And now to pit lane, brought to you by McDonald's Drive-Thru. Let's go to Winston Kelly. Here comes Jimmy Spencer. He's going to come to a stop. It looks like it's going to be a fuel stop only for Jimmy Spencer. They're going to the right side of Jeff Gordon's car. It's fuel only 3.72 seconds for Jimmy Spencer. It's going to be a two-tire stop for Jeff Gordon. How about the leader? He's in front of Jim Phillips. Fuel only for Kevin Harvick. Harvick is away, and he will not beat Spencer out. Spencer is going to beat him out of the pits, and he slows down on the bottom of the racetrack. Also in Elliott Sandler, Ricky Rudd was in. Bill Elliott is in. Tony Stewart was in. All these cars getting fuel. Ricky Ruddy opts for tires on this stop. A little bit slower pit stop to Adam Alexander. Dale Earnhardt Jr. was in. He takes on right side tires and also 76 racing fuel. An extended stop for Jeremy Mayfield. The Mobile One Ford having a great run this afternoon, but problems with the left rear. They're finally getting that changed. And problems also for the Valvoline Pontiac of Johnny Benson. He had the hood up on pit road. We're in route, and we'll check on that story as well. Now, Matt Kenseth stays on the racetrack. He, Kurt Busch, Robert Presley, Elliott Sadler, uh, Todd Bodine, some of the others that are on the lead lap that stayed out, and we'll have to wait and see if they're going to decide to come in. But, uh, again, we heard from our pit reporters earlier, a couple of those guys, I remember Robert Presley being one of them, who said they could make it the total distance from that point. So if he stays out, he's going to be in contention here if the tires will hold up in the closing laps. Here come another few cars working off the banking of turn four. These are cars not on the lead lap. Drivers like Ken Schrader coming in, also Hut Strickland is in. Here's Ward Burton, John Andretti is in, Jason Leffler, Brett Bodine, Terry Labonte is in, Ricky Craven, all these cars not on the lead lap. Let's cover some of these stops to Adam Alexander. And down in front of us, Michael Walter is in. They immediately go to work on the left side. Right side tire change for Ricky Craven. Ken Schrader also in, Terry Labonte is in, and uh, Hut Strickland and Johnny Benson back on pit road. Now, a moment ago, we heard uh, Jim Phillips tell us only a couple of cars down there that he brought up. There may have been more, but, Jim, you did say that Jimmy Spencer and Kevin Harvick both only took on fuel, right? Uh, I did not take on it. just took on fuel only. That's right, Marty. Uh, those two cars opted uh, for just uh, the fuel to get the track position, and uh, so uh, I don't think it's been a gamble. It, didn't, it worked pretty well taking only two yesterday for Jimmy Johnson, so we'll see how it plays out. Weston well, Kelly. Well, situation here, Jimmy Spencer, the only one that just took on fuel. 
Jeff Gordon, who came out in eighth, but he was the fourth one off of pit road of the guys that came down here. He took on right side tires, Sterling Marlin, also with right side tires here on the midsection of pit road. And the guys that are up there toward the front, they're the ones that came down pit road with about 68, 69 laps to go a while ago. So for the front four, there is a bit of a gamble here. Mark Martin, Matt Kenseth, Kurt Busch, and Robert Presley, they stayed out, did not come in and take this opportunity to refuel, change tires, anything. They will remain out front and will pick up the top four positions. So here's the way they're running at lap 230. It is Mark Martin, the race leader. 13 lead changes among 10 drivers today. Mark led earlier in the race back on lap 51. He took over for a while. Matt Kenseth is second. Kurt Busch is third. Robert Presley is fourth. And Jimmy Spencer will pick up the fifth position. Sixth is Kevin Harvick. Seventh is Bill Elliott. Eighth is Jeff Gordon. Ninth is Dale Jarrett. And tenth now Sterling Marlin. Rest of the cars on the lead lap include Tony Stewart. He's 11th. Jeff Green is in 12th. You got uh, Tony, uh, rather, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is 13th. 14th is Joe Nemechek. 15th is Elliott Sadler. Ricky Rudd is 16th. Rusty Wallace is 17th. Todd Bodine running in the 18th position now. 19th is Dave Blaney. And 20th is Jeremy Mayfield. Back to pit road. Well, you mentioned Jeremy Mayfield. He's back on pit road once again. Thought maybe they were having problems with the alternator. They changed the battery. Now they're back in checking under the hood. Johnny Benson coming back down pit road once again. They were checking plug wires the last time down. They think that perhaps they've lost a cylinder in the Valvoline Pontiac, ending a great day for both Mayfield and Benson coming from the rear of the field. Well, this race has had a little bit of everything and it's going to be a very dramatic finish. I've got a feeling with just 36 laps to go, we're still under caution. It'll be another lap or so before the green comes back out. This racetrack is in a green condition. There will be 34 laps to go. Field is coming off turn number four. They will see the green flag, and this is going to be for the win here this afternoon. Assuming it stays green, you can't afford to lose anything in the shuffle. Mark Martin brings them down, and on the restart, gets away from Matt Kenseth by a couple of car lakes as they hit turn one. Now the lap traffic comes into play, racing to the inside of Kenseth. The second-place driver gets hung out in the outside lane. He's got Bobby Hamilton down to the inside. Bobby Hamilton proving to be very, very stubborn. Jason Leffler is also there. Kenseth having his hands full, trying to chase down the leader, Mark Martin, who opens up his lead to about four to five car lanes over the second spot of Kenseth. Change for the third place. Robert Presley blasted by the car of Kurt Busch. He picks up the third spot. He's now going for second. Presley down to the inside of the racetrack, nearly on the apron. Robert Presley's yellow Ford makes an unbelievable charge up the inside. He grabs second away from Matt Kenseth. Now he'll have to clear the lap car of Bobby Hamilton. So Robert Presley wasting no time at all, trying to make his way up to the front. He looks to the inside of Bobby Hamilton. Will he beat him to turn three? Yes, he does. Draws up alongside Hamilton. Inside. Should be able to pull off the pass as they head to the front. Robert Presley is like he's got a stuck throttle. Man, he is running through both ends of this racetrack. One and two and three and four. He clears Bobby Hamilton, sets his sights on the leader. They go to one. Here comes Presley now back into the corner. He's got an eight-car deficit to race leader Mark Martin. Martin goes blasting by off turn two, and Robert Presley is in pursuit. So Mark Martin is in the top spot. Robert Presley in second. Your third-place man is Kurt Busch. Fourth is Matt Kenseth, but not for long. Here comes Kevin Harvick down to the bottom of the racetrack to the inside of Kenseth. Kevin Harvick takes over the fourth position. Harvick on the move now, working his way off turn number four, trying to close in on Kurt Busch who's now running in third. Meanwhile, Robert Presley starts cutting the gap between himself and leader Mark Martin. It's down to six car lengths now between the top two. Further back, here's Kurt Busch in third. Can't find a way to get around Bobby Hamilton. Here comes Kevin Harvick. That's got to frustrate Kurt Busch trying to get around the lap machine of Bobby Hamilton as Harvick now clambers all over the rear bumper of his Ford. Here, Kurt Busch trying to
to defend down on the low side of turns three and four. Harvick right there waiting to pounce as they enter turn four. As the third and fourth place cars looking for running room to get up there and chase down Robert Presley and Mark Martin and the laps wind down. 30 to go. Some of the best racing and some of the hardest racing of the day going on. They're back in two. Here comes Kurt Busch. He's third. Tries to rumble out of the pocket to get by Bobby Hamilton. Can't do it. Here he comes again. He's on the move. Kurt Busch swings the nose of his Ford over to the left to get to the inside of Bobby Hamilton down the back stretch. Kevin Harvick will make it three wide as they come into turn three. Hamilton backs out of the throttle. They're side by side for the first spot racing up the front stretch. Kurt Busch drifts high. Here's Kevin Harvick pouring on the steam. He'll pick off the third position. Now his next guy inside is Robert Presley. He's the second place man and Harvick is closing in. Pedaling hard trying to catch Presley for second and he rushes up behind him in the corner. Presley sees a rear view mirror full of that white Chevrolet on the back stretch. Gobbling up ground and gobbling it up in a hurry is Kevin Harvick as he clambers up, tucks up now underneath the bumper of Robert Presley. Will not pull the trigger this time around so Presley still has second spot but how long can he hold on to it? Mark Martin looks back in that rear view mirror and the best thing he can see is a side by side battle going on for, for second place. That's allow him uh, will allow him to get away just a little bit more second place changes hands in turn one it's going to be Kevin Harvick going to second in his Chevy now trying to reel in the Ford of Mark Martin who's already midway down the back stretch so now the job is clear can Kevin Harvick in the second position run down Mark Martin who has about a lead of seven car lengths your third place man is Robert Presley fourth is Kurt Busch fifth is Matt Kenseth Harvick has led on four different occasions here this afternoon but he wants to lead on the most important occasion the end of the race just 27 laps away he's trying to shut it down between himself and Mark Martin got a five car length deficit to the race leader Harvick does he is trying to sprint clear of third place Robert Presley Kurt Busch is fourth pretty obvious that Kevin Harvick is chipping away at the lead of Mark Martin here comes Mark Martin into turn three Harvick chops it down to three car lengths. Robert Presley still a very solid third position as the field makes their way off of turn four but as we have said before catching the leader sometimes is one thing getting around him is another can Mark Martin hold off Kevin Harvick if he runs him down? He's there, just two car lengths back as they swing over to two. Mark Martin's blue and silver Ford about to face a serious challenge for the lead. Here comes Harvick, again, chasing the race leader. He has cut it down now to a car length and a half. Now it's only half a car length as Harvick takes a brief look down to the inside. Very, very patient here. He's a lot of maturity. Kevin Harvick rides the middle group through turns three and four. He'll try the outside of Mark Martin. 25 laps to go in the Tropicana 400. Here's the battle for the lead. Harvick makes the move to the outside and takes the top spot of the start-finish line. Harvick comes racing back into the corner. Now with open racetrack straight ahead of him. Mark Martin gets drop-kicked back into second. And the battle for third is heating up as well onto the backstretch. Kurt Busch running down Robert Presley. That would be the fight for third. Presley weaves a little bit down backstretch, not allowing Kurt Busch to get the good look into turn three. Harvick has the lead, but he's not pulling away from Mark Martin. 24 laps to go when they cross the line this time. Kevin Harvick leads. Mark Martin is second. Riding along in third is Robert Presley. Kurt Busch is fourth. Matt Kenseth is fifth. Jimmy Spencer rides sixth. Jeff Gordon would be seventh. Dale Jarrett eighth. Sterling Marlin ninth. And Tony Stewart tenth. They're all in turn two. Kevin Harvick up at the front of that line, racing off the corner. One would expect Kevin Harvick to pull away, but so far that's not the case. Mark Martin is right there in second. Then only about three car lengths behind him is that battle for third. It's nose to tail between Presley and Kurt Busch. Todd Bodine spins off turn two, nearly is collected by Elliott Sadler. 
caution flag is going to come out for the ninth time here this afternoon. At the same time, a problem for Jeff Green. He was running in the top ten. He is off the pace. Let's get a report on the spin by Todd Bodine in turn two. He came off of turn number two, spun down the backstretch. Elliott Sadler had to change lanes on the run to get around that spinning Ford. And just as that was happening, Jeff Green was coming into the corner. All of a sudden, his car dropped way off the pace. Green managed to get high in the bank and clear of all the other traffic. Everyone has since continued on away. And the complexion changes in a hurry here at the Chicagoland Speedway. And guys that might have gotten left in the dust a moment ago are back in the thick of things. Kevin Harvick back up front after making the pass, working his way through the top five. Mark Martin now back to the second spot. Robert Presley, Kurt Busch, and Matt Kenseth now the top five. And, of course, this will be a big break for the guys who did come in and make the stop, found themselves at the rear of the pack, maybe trapped behind some of the lap traffic. This will give them a chance to catch up a little bit and make the run for the final, what will be 20, probably 20 laps by the time we get the green flag out once again. Let's see if we can get a report on what happened with Jeff Green's car. Jim Phillips? It's an engine problem, Joe, uh, of some sort. Uh, he shut her down, and uh, Richard Childers said, uh, radioed him that he did a great job uh, today, and he did uh, for no more races than that team has run this year. So Jeff Green will park it for the day with an engine problem here after having a good run, and we are under caution at lap 244. That'll give us 22 to go as the leaders cross the line right now. Man, this thing is uh, can be anybody's. It's taking a couple different turns and some very interesting turns here this afternoon. Here's a couple of guys who are on the lead lap coming in. They're near the tail end of the lead lap, so nothing to lose. Joe Nemechek is in. He was running back at about the 14th position. Also, Elliott Sadler, who nearly got collected when Todd Bodine spun there on the back straightaway. Elliott comes in for a stop, and Todd Bodine is in. Let's go down to Jim Phillips to cover the Sadler stop. And Sadler's crew putting on right side tires. Joe, track bar adjustment for Sadler. And they're going to swing around. They're going to change four tires on Elliott Sadler's Ford. Johnny Benson has been in the pit several times in the last uh, 25 laps here also. Let's get an update there. Johnny Benson has been in. They believe they lost a cylinder. The last trip in was because they had cut down a right side tire. They changed right side tires, and Johnny Benson back out, but he is down a cylinder. Looks like it's going to be a brief caution as the safety trucks come out and take a look at the racetrack. Should be able to go back to green here very shortly. Just 22 laps remain showing on the scoreboard. NASCAR officials were saying the caution was because of oil possibly coming from Jeff Green's car. Uh, and also Johnny Benson, uh, possibly with an oil leak as well. So that's the reason for this ninth caution of the afternoon. But it sets it up for a very interesting final 21 laps. They're going to get the one to go signal. It appears this time by the start-finish line. If not this one, the next. So it'll be 20, 21 laps to go for the finish. Can Kevin Harvick hang on? He's been the man all afternoon. He was the man yesterday before they had a mechanical problem. And here he is working his way back to the front of the field with a lot of heavy contenders behind him, though. Mark Martin with all the experience he has on every kind of racetrack in the world. Robert Presley having a great day here towards the end of the race, showing up in the top five. Kurt Busch as the rookie doing a fantastic job as well. He's up in the fourth position, and because of some of the pit strategy, Matt Kenseth finds himself up in the top five. Let's go back to the pits. You guys talked about the American Online Chevrolet of Jeff Green. They are out of the event. Jeff back near the hauler. Jeff, what happened to the machine? I don't know. It's just uh, something happened to the motor. Um, you know, they try real hard to make all the power they can. Had a great motor today, and uh, SAOL Chevrolet was pretty good. We just uh, kept getting track position, you know, and got up there with those guys and raced them. I don't know where we're going to end up, but we're going to end up close to the top ten, and that's going to be a good day for us. And 
Um, 400 miles needs to be about 380, I guess, Adam. It's a good day for us, so. That's Jeff Green, the America Online Chevrolet, making their third start of 2001 this afternoon. Four more before they go full-time in 2002. I think they'll have a lot of success. I really, really do, Jeff Green and Richard Childress. Yeah, Jeff, uh, of course, uh, made an excursion into the NASCAR Winston Cup world once before. Things didn't go all that well. He's done fantastic, a great job over the NASCAR Bush Series, winning the championship there last year with PPC Racing. I spoke with him this morning. He says, you know, it's one of the toughest decisions I've ever had to make leaving PPC Racing and moving over to Richard Childress Racing. He said they were a great organization as well. But he said, you know, I'm 38 years old. I need to make a move. I want to be in the Winston Cup Series. And a deal like Richard Childress, an offer from him doesn't come around that often. I felt like this was the time to make this move. Yeah, he, th th when you're handed that kind of choice, it's a pretty easy decision to make. But he did have a good relationship over in the Bush team. And uh, he'll have mixed emotions about leaving those guys, as you said. But it's an opportunity he cannot turn down. Field crosses the line. They get the indication. Green flag coming back out. Next lap around. We're looking at the scoreboard. There'll be 19 laps to settle the Tropicana 400. Is it going to be Kevin Harvick, Mark Martin, Robert Presley, Kurt Busch, Matt Kenseth, Jimmy Spencer, Jeff Gordon, Dale Jarrett, Sterling Marlin, or Tony Stewart, or Ricky Rudd? They're all very much in the thick of things. What is there, 18 cars still showing on the lead lap as we get ready to go back to green next time around. Todd Bodine is the last car on the lead lap, and after all he's been through today, he's been involved in two or three uh, cautions, uh, spins, uh, cut a tire at one time and still is soldiering on, staying on the lead lap now shown in the 18th position. It's been a, uh, a pretty tough day for Todd Bodine, but he has done a great job. And his teammate, Jimmy Spencer, probably one of the best runs he's had all year, Barney. Been up near the front of the field. He's led a couple of times here today, been in second for a good part of the race. And right now is there in the sixth position with a solid chance to win this race. Now, Jimmy's not out of this thing yet. As we said, his pit crew's done a good job all day long here for him. And G Jimmy's been on top of that steering wheel all day long. He's still pretty much in the mix here showing in sixth position for the moment but the man of the hour right now and has been off and on today he's probably been the most consistent of getting caught back in the pack a time or two and working his way back up there is kevin harvick seems to be one of the few drivers who can make moves to the outside to the inside no matter what his car is just hooked up like it's on a string here today, and he's in the catbird seat right now. It's going to be 19 laps to go of the Tropicana 400, and Kevin Harvick leads the field to the line as a green flag comes out once again. He'll have to race alongside the lap car of Michael Waltrip momentarily, and Michael's going to give him a hard time racing off into turn one. It's going to be tough maybe for Harvick to clear himself of all that traffic. Now Kevin brings it up to speed, moves by quickly to the outside of Waltrip, and sets sail off the corner. Kevin Harvick just left turn two like he was shot out of the can battle is on for second as Mark Martin and Robert Presley lean on each other. They come into turn three, give the spot to Robert Presley. He steals third position away from Mark Martin. Got a couple of lap cars Robert has. He needs to get around to get up there and stay with the leader as they work their way back to the line. Those lap cars being Michael Waltrip and Brett Bodine. And now Kevin Harvick is getting away a little bit in turn one. Here comes Robert Presley. He's back in second. Tries to get a run up alongside the lap car of Brett Bodine. He'll try to pass him off turn two. Presley looking to the inside of Brett Bodine. He'll bring Mark Martin with him. That is second and third. All of this is playing into the hands of Kevin Harvick, who continues to extend his lead coming off of turn four. He has a full one-second lead over Robert Presley. Presley racing for his best career Winston Cup finish. Best to date was third at Texas in 1998. 
today he's trying to hold on to second in turn one. And checking further back, you've got Mark Martin in third. Couple of more lap cars, and then Jeff Gordon, he's in fourth. It's side by side for the fifth position on the backstretch. Great fight for that fifth spot between Kurt Busch and Dale Jarrett. They are wheel to wheel. Will Kurt Busch beat him? No, Dale Jarrett will get there to get the fifth position to Dale Jarrett. Now Kurt Busch is hung out to dry on that high line. Jimmy Spencer takes advantage. Yeah, you got a really scrambled here in these final laps. There are 16 to go, nobody cutting anybody any slack as they work their way back into the corner. Some of the hardest racing of the day. Kevin Harvick gets a little further away over in turn two. As he continues to draw out, checking further back, side by side battle for sixth position. Here's Jimmy Spencer to the inside of Kurt Busch. So Jimmy Spencer and Kurt Busch riding all the way the mile and a half track of Chicago yeah. Speedway. Kurt Busch finally bringing in that middle groove. He is not letting it go. Contact is made between Busch and Spencer. Busch has to roll out of the throttle and ride the high line. So Kurt Busch is going to lose several spots here. They go three wide across the line. Ricky Rudd dives underneath Sterling Marlin and Jimmy Spencer. Ricky Rudd with a great move. He goes up to sixth. Meanwhile, Joe Nemechek just lost two positions. He tagged the wall the last lap off turn two, fell from 16th to 18th. 15 laps to go. Kevin Harvick leads in the Tropicana 400. Just 10 laps to go in the Tropicana 400. Kevin Harvick looks to be in control, continues to build up the deficit between himself. Triple in turn two. Tony Stewart spins contact between he and Sterling Marlin. It appeared that Marlin got into the back of Stewart. Stewart slams into the outside wall and spins down into the grass on the back stretch. Tony Stewart was running in the ninth position at the time there, Barney, when that uh, incident occurred there in turn two, which will bring out the caution for the 10th time. Back to Kurt Becker. This was going on from about 7th through 12th position, a big line of traffic against Stewart running back in the ninth spot. Sterling Marlin right behind him, and it looked like that Marlin may have gotten into the back of Stewart, started him into a spin. He slammed into the wall, spun all the way down the back stretch into the grass, and that is the reason for this caution. Caution is on the speedway as Tony Stewart took a hard shot into the wall over there in the corner just a moment ago, the tenth time that the caution has flown here at the new Chicagoland Speedway this afternoon. Man, I thought we was going to be home free here under green all the rest of the way, but... We're within the final 10 laps of this race, and uh, hopefully that'll be a clip, uh, quick uh, cleanup there on the back straightaway as uh, Tony Stewart got spun coming off turn number two, tagged the wall pretty hard. And again, uh, from our reporter there in turn two, it appears that uh, Sterling Marlin made contact with uh, Tony Stewart. He glanced off the wall, then spun back across the racetrack before winding up on the apron of the track, and he was running in the top 10. Let's go to pit road. And there's a problem on Jeff Gordon's machine. He was running up in the fourth position, so the NASCAR Winston Cup points leader, they believe they've dropped a cylinder on that machine, so his Chevrolet has dropped back to 11th. So problems for the Winston Cup points leader. Let's uh, get a word right here with Kevin Hamlin right quick uh, before we go back to green. Kevin, it looks to me like the difference with your cars, you can run either lane, outside or inside. He seems to be able to go just about wherever he needs to on the racetrack. Uh, uh, we didn't really want to have a caution with all the leaders lined up there right behind us for this deal. But uh, I, I think we got a pretty strong car, and if everything goes good, we should uh, hopefully come back and get a victory out of this thing. Kevin Hamlin, crew chief for Kevin Harvick. Uh, this will, uh, as we get under 10 laps, be a single-file restart, which will certainly uh, be a good advantage for Kevin Harvick. And I think what he said there is very true. We watch that car all day long, and he can take it just about anywhere he wants to go. Well, let's see what they think down at Robert Presley's pits. He's in the second spot, as Jim Phillips said. This will be a single-file restart. No lap cars around the leaders. Adam, what can they do? Well, Ryan Pemberton and the crew chief, you guys start in a single-file second place. Do you have anything for Kevin Harvick? Well, I mean, the way he's running, 
uh, it, it hasn't appeared so that anybody's got anything for him. But you know, we our car really seemed to come on right there. Uh, we're maybe just a little bit off of him, but you, you know, uh, with seven laps to go, five laps to go on the restart, uh, you get a good restart, maybe uh, put some pressure on the first couple laps. And that might be all, all we need. That's Ryan Pemberton, the crew chief for Robert Presley, trying for his career best finish today. Previously, it was third at the Michigan Speedway a year ago. This team was 13th on the starting grid. They were 13th in happy hour yesterday, and they have car number 13. Perhaps they can avoid all those odds and find their way in the top five here this afternoon. Where was it that Robert Presley ran so good early this year and was in contention? Was it Michigan? Yeah, Michigan, uh, and, and last year, as uh, Adam was mentioning, uh, had a third-place run. Remember, he had the rain delay. He was leading, and uh, if it had rained, he had probably won the race, but uh, it didn't rain, and therefore uh, he wound up in the third position. Also, back at the Texas Motor Speedway several years back, he was in uh, the top three. So it's good to see those guys doing well. Ryan Pemberton and he have really gelled. They've put things together at the Jasper Motorsports team, and uh, Robert says the reason they're doing so well this year is the fact that he and Ryan worked together all year last year, and that has carried over to this year, whereas up till now, or at least up till then, every year he had a different crew chief in the operation. And it really takes a while to build up the chemistry between crew chief and driver. Well, they got a solid race team right now, and the field was just given the indication as the leaders crossed the line there just a second ago that they're going green next time by. That'll give us six laps to settle the Tropicana 400 to see if Kevin Harvick can hang on for a win or Robert Presley can get around him or Mark Martin or Dale Jarrett or Ricky Rudd. That's your top five. Jimmy Spencer will restart six, Matt Kenseth seventh, Kurt Busch eighth, Sterling Marlin ninth, and Bill Elliott tenth. Jeff Gordon is 11th, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is 12th, Rusty Wallace is 13th, Dave Blaney is 14th, 15th is Todd Bodine. Elliot Sadler is 16th, and Joe Nemechek is 17th, and those cars are all on the lead lap. Let's take you further down the Napa leaderboard here in the 18th position is Jeff Burton, one lap down. Brett Bodine is 19th, Ward Burton is 20th. You got Terry Labonte in 21st, Ricky Craven 22nd, John Andretti 23rd, Jason Leffler 24th, and Stacy Compton 25th. Michael Waltrip in 26th, 27th is Johnny Benson, 28th is Casey Atwood, 29th Ken Schrader, and 30th now is Tony Stewart out of the race. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. Here comes the field now, working off turn number four, getting ready for the restart. They're going to wave that uh, start off and give them one to go this time by. So one more lap under the caution. That is going to give us a five-lap shootout and really going to make it exciting here for Robert Presley trying to score his first-ever NASCAR Winston Cup win and for Kevin Harvick trying to score his second victory in the NASCAR Winston Cup uh, series. What a fitting conclusion to the first race here at the Chicagoland Speedway. Yeah, it's going to be a heck of a finish, but a good race all day long, truthfully. I tell you, the two cars that still have a good shot to win this thing, or I feel like they do, is Dale Jarrett and Ricky Rudd. Now, if they don't get shuffled back on the restart there and lose a little ground, if, if Harvick can get away real quick, they don't have much time to run him down, but Ricky and Dale both in the last few laps have been about as quick as anything out there. Yeah, Ricky's been picking off positions, and I was just thinking before that caution came out, if there were a caution and he could get up there within eye shot of the race leader, he might have an opportunity. Also, you look back, you got Jimmy Spencer. Don't count him out. He's in the sixth position. Stranger things have happened, and uh, Jimmy's the kind of guy who can make sometimes strange things happen. Well, at the front of the field, we could see some contact among the cars real easy, and that could change the complexion, but we're about to find out as they're getting ready to settle the Tropicana 400. Kevin Harvick had a good car all day. Robert Presley kind of been pulling up there on him, teasing him a little bit here as they get ready to go back to green over in turns three and four. Mark Martin had pit strategy has played off for them today. Plus, Mark has driven a pretty good race. He lost the lead here about 15 or 20 laps ago before this caution came out, but he's still a very strong third. Dale Jarrett relines up fourth, then Ricky Rudd and Jimmy Spencer, as you said. 
So it could be anybody's race. Here's the pace car peeling off the, the uh, banking up in turn number four. Coming down to the line as they get ready to look for the green flag. It is in the air. And Kevin Harvick comes up through the gearbox in a hurry. Robert Presley even pulled down to the inside like he was going to try and put a move on just at the start finish line. Couldn't do it as they go to one. Problems on the restart for Mark Martin. He dropped out of third, got shuffled back. Ricky Rudd drove past him. Kevin Harvick is up at the front of the line as Mark Martin continues to backslide. So the chase is on down the back stretch. Kevin Harvick has the lead, but he's not pulling away yet. Robert Presley, a very close second. Ricky Rudd moves his way to third. Dale Jarrett is fourth. Everybody following their own tire tracks off of turn four. Martin went from third all the way back to the seventh position. But up front, Robert Presley is putting the pressure big time on Kevin Harvick across the line. Four laps to go. Here they come back into the corner. Here's Presley trying to find room down low. He runs out of racetrack. He'll have to follow Kevin Harvick as Harvick leads the pack on the back stretch. Kevin Harvick, the lone Chevrolet, being chased down by three fours of Robert Presley, Ricky Rudd, and Dale Jarrett. Now Harvick opens it up maybe by just half a car length. Presley continues to ride in the second spot. Ricky Rudd, a very close third. Ricky Rudd jumped up there in a hurry. He is third. They're going to have to do it in a hurry if they're going to get up there and challenge for the lead. There are only three laps to go as they work their way back into the corner. Ricky Rudd is all over Robert Presley, and that will be for second if he can get around. Gives Presley a shove back closer toward Kevin Harvick. Presley tries to guard the inside lane. Leaves the flank open off turn two. Kevin Harvick able to stretch it out just a little bit down the straight of base. Well, when they come into the corners, Presley able to close the gap. So it's still Kevin Harvick just in front of Presley, just in front of Ricky Rudd. Then it's about three car length back to the fourth spot of Dale Jarrett. Nobody is sitting down here at the Chicago Land Speedway as the field comes across the line, sees the signal. Two laps to go. Will Kevin Harvick hang on? Robert Presley has the second spot. Ricky Rudd is putting pressure on from third. Here's Rudd still trying to get around. Robert Presley still can't get by. He follows the tire tracks. It looks like if Ricky Rudd could clear Robert Presley, he might have something for Kevin Harvick. But for the moment, Presley is proving to be one tough customer and blocking the efforts of Ricky Rudd from the third spot. Off turn four, down to the flag. They will see the white flag. One lap to go. Kevin Harvick has an advantage of about eight to ten car lengths. Ricky Rudd trying to take second place away. He's got one final shot to get it and maybe get up there to the leader. They're in two. Still trying to catch Robert Presley as Ricky Rudd. But for the final time this afternoon, Kevin Harvick is off turn two. Last time down the back stretch and into turn three. Kevin Harvick, who had bad luck in yesterday's Bush race, but a great car in today's cup race. Kevin Harvick leads the field off of turn four. Kevin Harvick will get the honor of being the first winner at the new Chicagoland Speedway. He's going to win the Tropicana 400. Robert Presley gets his career best finish. Coming in second, Ricky Rudd is third. Dale Jarrett fourth. And Jimmy Spencer comes in in the fifth position. A thrilling race here today. Let's go to pit road. And let's uh, get talk to his crew chief, Kevin Hamlin. Kevin, congratulations. I didn't hear what you said. Congratulations. <laughs> thanks, thanks. It's a it's a good day for the GM Goodrich crew, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna celebrate this this uh, victory. We're gonna we're gonna be excited about it. You know, our last victory, we uh, we didn't quite know how to feel, but the uh, GM Goodrich Service Plus team, we're gonna we're gonna be on it tonight with this one. Well, I'd say Bobby Hutchins and the gang will help him celebrate tonight. As here comes the ice water to go on Kevin Hamlin, and he's gonna get the bath, boys. We'll go to Victory Lane in a few moments, take you down there to join part of the party and hear from the others in the top five in just a moment. NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio, sponsored by Ford. The official truck of NASCAR is built for tough. 
Kevin the Kid Harvick does it again, winning the Tropicana 400 here at the new Chicagoland Speedway. And he does donuts all the way down from the start-finish line back towards turn four to a thrilled crowd here at the Chicagoland Speedway. He picks up the win, his second career win in the NASCAR Winston Cup Series, winning earlier this year at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Robert Presley comes in second, Ricky Rudd third, Dale Jarrett fourth, and Jimmy Spencer finishes in the fifth position. Let's go to pit road. Well, with Robert Presley, Robert, career best finish second. Now, first off, tell us about that restart. Looked like you almost had something for Kevin, and then he pulled away. I'm telling you what we had. I knew that was the only chance I had was to beat him in turn one. And I mean, he uh, he snookered us down there. He backed off there and made us uh, just hurt the momentum a little. If I could have got under him going in one and got uh, right in front of him, I think we could have held him off. But I mean, him and they do were strong all day. But this Jasper engine forward, man, we've been good a lot of racetracks, but just can't uh, finish today. And we finished it today. Now you held off Ricky Rudd, and that's no small task to hold off a Robert Yates motor. You did a heck of a job there. Tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, these Penske Jasper engines are about as good as them Yates motors. But, I mean, the thing is, we had a good handling race car. We were just junk on new tires, and that's why we opted just to keep staying out because we was faster on old tires than we was new. Career best finish, second for Robert Presley. Great run for Robert here this afternoon. Let's hear from Ricky Rudd. Gets his seventh top five. Barney, congratulations on a great run, Ricky Rudd. Well, I tell you, I owe it to this Texco Haviland team, Michael McSwain, uh, gosh, everybody on this team, Raymond Fox, uh, Hoyt Overball, everybody involved. We come back from a long way. You know, we start off, we had to lead early on and uh, thought we had a great race car. Found out that we, were, we were way too tight. We pushed all day, and uh, they kept freeing the, car, freeing the car up. And I thought we might have been doomed there at the end. We got four tires, and most everybody else got two, and it ended up turning out to be the way to go at the end of the race. You guys made the uh, fan, put the fans on their feet, a couple of exciting moves down at the bottom of the racetrack. Can you tell us about how you made your way through slower traffic there late in the event? Well, there's an apron down there, and we used it all day long. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, there's so much grip there. I don't know if we can do it when we come back, but there's a lot of grip down on the apron, and uh, that, that uh, Yates horsepower would really get strolling down around the start-finish line, and we'd use that apron and uh, get by a few cars. I'm not sure what happened on that restart. Uh, somebody missed a gear. They all jumbled up, and I uh, had nowhere else to go but down to the grass to get by everybody. Ricky Rudd, a solid run. It's his seventh top ten of the year and also his ninth in his last ten starts. See if we can hear from Dale Jarrett. Dale Jarrett's just crawled out of his car. DJ, we talked to Todd when you are back in tenth position with about 50 laps to go, and then you powered up there to the top five. Tell us about it. Yeah, uh, good car all day. The guys did a great job. The engine department, great. Uh, just got a little tight there at the end. I uh, just couldn't go through the center of the corner like I had been, and that hurt me uh, getting off the corner. And with problems that Jeff Gordon had, made up a lot of ground, maybe even took over the lead. Yeah, it's a good point today for us, and uh, Ricky had a good day, so uh, Robert Yates Racing's right up there. That's what we're after. Robert Yates had a great day today. Dale Jarrett was fourth. Jimmy Spencer had a pretty good day. He comes home in fifth. Let's see if we can get a word from Jimmy. Yeah, top five finish for Jimmy Spencer. He started on the outside of row one. Jimmy, your uh, comments on this afternoon's run. Oh, the Kmart team worked performancely. Uh, the great performance for him. I mean, we had a real loose race car in the beginning, and Donnie made some adjustments, and we gave up track position, got it all back, and stayed in the top five, led a bunch of laps, and uh, had a good day, really, top five finish. Lap car screwed us up there at the end. Uh, I mean, they're racing to gain positions also, and we're trying to gain in, uh, positions, and I'm just glad the last 10 laps, it was a single file restart, and that helped us out a bunch and ended us to get a top five finish. You seem like you've been pretty confident, uh, Jimmy. As this team continued on a roll here with another top five, how confident is this race team? Well, I feel we should have about three to four more top fives, top 10 finishes. We should have about 10 of them total. We only got six or seven. 
and we should be in the top 10, top five in points. I mean, the guys are really working well together. Good race cars. I got a, two new cars to test tomorrow at Indy. And uh, just really excited about the team. You know, uh, Carl, and ha uh, Carl Haas and Travis is just doing a, I'm hearing myself on this microphone. <laughs> All right, that's Jimmy Spencer. He comes home fifth this afternoon. Had a good run for Jimmy. Good day for him. Let's go to Victory Lane. Well, Kevin Harvick gets his wife in here. I'm sure she's wanting to give him a congratulatory kiss. Kevin, started six today. You went with the dominant car. Did you expect that? Well, I mean, we thought we had a good race car, but we didn't think it was dominant. Uh, I mean, it was, uh, it was a lot better in traffic than other people's cars, and I think we kind of caught a few of them off guard there at the end of the race, running three wide. And, but our car would run on the, on the top two on the restart, so... It's a credit to these Goodrich guys and Jeff Green in the AOL car. They came up here and tested, and we use everything they've got. When did you figure out that you? I thought that was the difference in the race that you could run the top of the racetrack or the bottom of the racetrack. When did in the race did that come around for you? Uh, I mean, it, I didn't really try it until after about halfway through, and then we got on the restarts and and we had to try it. So uh, we'd get clear traffic, and, and that would that would really help us out getting clear traffic because the cars are so aerotight. But uh, awesome day for this Goodrich team. You seem to be uh, on every restart to get that good start that got you in the turns one and two. Was that a difference, too? Yeah, I mean, the car, you could almost run it through there wide open. Uh, Robert Presley tried to give us a little bump there and intimidate us, so we just jammed on the brakes and, and went on with it. So uh, uh, just a, a credit to the motor shop and the guys that build these uh, cars back at the shop. Okay, they said you won earlier in Atlanta. They said maybe you didn't know how to celebrate. Well, you know how to celebrate this one. Oh, we know how to celebrate. I guarantee you that. All right. Congratulations to Kevin Harvick and his Richard Childress-led crew as they win the first race, the Tropicana 400 at the Chicagoland Speedway. And so fittingly here for the first NASCAR Winston Cup race at Chicagoland Speedway, a confetti rainstorm is taking place. I'm not quite sure what you call this, a confetti thunderstorm, but thousands of pounds of confetti were just shot out over the grandstands here. And it's still falling. It's probably going to accumulate a couple of inches down on the main ground. We'll take a look at the full field rundown from today's race in a moment. Kevin Harvick gets the win of the Tropicana 400. The Gatorade Front Runner Award of $10,000 goes to Jimmy Spencer. He was the eligible driver leading the most laps in today's race. From Chicagoland Speedway, this is MRN Radio. It's time for Barney and me to select the winner of the Ray Bestus Break of the Race Award. It will award $500 to the Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries from Ray Bestus Breaks in the name of the driver who received the best break in today's event. Well, I like Robert Presley, and although the, several other guys got about the same break he did, and the fact that uh, before that last caution flag came out, Joe, he had two or three lap cars. He had to get around to get up there and even have a shot to win this thing. And then when the caution came out, and it went inside 10 laps, although lap traffic disappeared, and he lined up right behind the leader and was able to hang on and comes home second. I like Robert Presley. I'll go with him. His career best finish in a NASCAR Winston Cup race coming home today second. Ray Bestus Brakes, the official brakes of NASCAR, awards $500 in the name of Robert Presley to the Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries. Let's take a look now at the full field rundown. Kevin Harvick wins. Finishing second is Robert Presley. Ricky Rudd ran third. Dale Jarrett finished fourth. Jimmy Spencer was fifth. Sixth will go to Mark Martin. Matt Kenseth was seventh. Kurt Busch finished eighth. Sterling Marlin was ninth. Bill Elliott ran tenth. Earnhardt Jr. finished 11th. Dave Blaney finished 12th. Rusty Wallace was 13th. Todd Bodine, 14th. Elliott Sadler was 15th. Joe Nemechek ran 16th. Jeff Gordon will finish 17th, Jeff Burton 18th, Brett Bodine 19th, and 20th goes to Ward Burton. Ricky Craven came home 21st, Michael Waltrip 22nd, John Andretti 23rd, Jason Leffler 24th, and Terry Labonte make up the top 25. Stacy Compton came in 26th today with Johnny Benson 27th, Casey Atwood 28th, Ken Schrader 29th, and Bobby Hamilton 30th. 31st was Hutt Strickland, 32nd Jeremy Mayfield, 33rd was Tony Stewart, Kevin LePage came in 34th. Robbie Gordon was 35th. Jeff Green, 36th. 
Jerry Nadeau was 37th, Buckshot Jones 38th, Bobby Labonte 39th, Ron Hornaday finished 40th with Steve Park in 41st, Mike Skinner 42nd, and Andy Houston 43rd. 14 lead changes today among 10 drivers, 10 cautions. For a total of 56 laps, Kevin Harvick led the most laps. Kurt Busch was the highest finishing rookie coming in in the 8th position. 17 cars finished on the lead lap, 9 cars did not finish the race. And check this out. Unofficially, the championship point standing showed Dale Jarrett and Jeff Gordon tied with uh, 2,515 points apiece. Ricky Rudd is third, just 18 points back. What a championship points race we have going on. Rusty Wallace moves up one position to fourth, and Tony Stewart falls one position to the fifth spot. What a great way to break in a brand-new racetrack, Barney. A, a very exciting race all throughout the day here today and a, a well-deserved win for Kevin Harvick. Yeah, I think everybody likes this new racetrack. They like the facilities, and they saw some great racing here this afternoon and probably one of the best finishes we've seen all year. And Kevin Harvick pulls it out. Uh, I think we'll, this place will be a sellout every time the NASCAR teams come here. I think so. It's a fantastic facility, and as we've said so many times today, they did a great job in everything putting this place together. Well, next week, MRN Radio moves on to the New Hampshire International Speedway. We'll bring you live coverage of the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, the New England 200 next Saturday, and the New England 300 NASCAR Winston Cup race next Sunday afternoon. Also next week, the NASCAR Bush Series at the Gateway International Raceway in the CarQuest Auto Parts 250. Ticket offices are open. Join us if you can. If not, we'll have the coverage for you here on MRN Radio. The voices you heard on our broadcast today, Kurt Becker out on turns one and two, Dan Hubbard at the Force and turns three and four along the pit lane. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Adam Alexander. Don't forget to listen for NASCAR today with daily news and information on NASCAR racing. NASCAR Live on Tuesday night with Eli Gold and the World of Racing with commentary from NASCAR drivers every day on most of these MRN radio stations. For Barney Hall, I'm Joe Moore saying congratulations to Kevin Harvick and so long from the brand new Chicagoland Speedway. MRN Radio. Coverage of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series has come to you from the Chicago Land Speedway. Sponsored by Ford. The official truck of NASCAR is built Ford Tough. By Husqvarna. Tough name, tough equipment. For the dealer nearest you, call 1-800-HUSKY-62. Two-way communication by Racing Radio. For trackside rental and sales, visit the TrackScan vendor, an authorized affiliate of Racing Radio. By Pfizer, where life is our life's work. By Team Monte Carlo, the cars more champions depend on. Chevy, we'll be there. By NBNA, the issuer of the official NASCAR credit card. By the Home Depot, the official home improvement warehouse of NASCAR. By Ray Bestas, the best in brakes, D3EA certified for safety. By Goody's Headache Powder, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. By the Wide Track Grand Prix, wider is better. And by the Brewmasters at Budweiser, who remind you that fresh beer tastes better. The executive producer of MRN Radio is David Hyatt. National Sales Manager, Steve Harrison. Traffic Manager, Stephanie Ellis. Affiliate Relations, Cheryl Marzello. Director of Production, Fred Armstrong. Director of Operations, T.G. Aylstock. Chief Engineer, Harry Howard. Broadcast Engineer, Joe Cooley. This is Rick Lewis. This broadcast was a production of the Motor Racing Network.
This has been MRN Classic Races, presented by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR, and brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Join us every Thursday for more classic races from the MRN Vault.